Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Round and Tail podcast. Today's episode is eShopping, where we'll take a look at a couple older eShop games that we never got around to discussing, as well as the new demos of both uh, Lego Batman and Spider-Man. But before we do that, there are a ton of E3 scraps, I can talk, E3 scraps to talk about, lots of news from interviews, so we should probably just get to it. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And before we, (laughs) after I said we should just get to it, before we get to it, E3. Why are you just like... I'm just like... Warren Spector. Yeah, Warren Spector at uh, the software showcase for the 3DS. Yeah. Let's just show you the game and stop talking. But before we stop talking... (laughs) No, but, um... Yeah, uh, lots of people played the Wii U at E3. Apparently. We did not, because we didn't go. You, most likely, listener, did not, because you most likely didn't go. But Nintendo's giving us all a second chance. They are, there's some rumblings that they are doing a Wii U tour that they'll be calling the Wii U Experience. There's a website, if you go wiiuexperience.com, that redirects you to an RSVP, v, RSVP, I really can't talk today, RSVP page for this, where you get set up a two-hour appointment window to go try out the Wii U. Right now, they're only sending links to a site to select members of Club Nintendo on the East Coast, but presumably they're going to be doing this nationwide, from what I've been hearing, and it'll make its way across the country. So, I just want to put that out there, that if you want to try the Wii U, I'm guessing you'll have that chance with the Wii U experience. And also, on the West Coast, I wouldn't be surprised if it's at Comic-Con next month in San Diego. If they're doing this, the Wii U experience first stop is in New York is end of June, which is before Comic-Con. So if they're showing it to people there, they might as well be showing it at Comic-Con too. Pretty sweet. I'm not going to get my hands on a Wii U tablet controller. Wii U Gamepad. Gamepad. You know what? Gamepad. Call it whatever I want. I know. I never called Gamepad in the last couple episodes. Who knows? Officially called that already, but whatever. Just because it doesn't have I sound like just... I was rambling. I never it. If only it had a name that was just like Wii well, well, Gamepad makes it Wii Pad? U Pad? Game U? U Pad? U Pad? iPad? U Pad? I don't know. I don't know. Well, i just go with Gamepad. I'm just going to call it Game. No. No, I won't. Anyway. You refuse? Why do you refuse? I don't know. It just doesn't... I don't know. I, I just can't picture the tablet controller when I hear gamepad. For some reason, I picture an Xbox controller more. Which is weird because the gamepad name comes from the NES, which was a complete rectangle of a controller and looked like a pad, which is why the Wii is called gamepad, or so they claim. I think it's because of iPad, and they wanted to kind of cash in, so they have iPad gamepad. <laughs> What were people calling it before? Tablet controller, new controller. The official term was new controller. Uh, but I was calling it the tablet controller. Uh, yeah, I think here. I'm going to go with tablet controller. Well, you they, you can't. They already christened it with the... Uh, I, said, I said, I'm going to go with... Well, you can't. Nintendo, That's will, what it's Nintendo called. will censor this. I don't have this. to call you, Jason. Nintendo will censor <laughs> this. They will they will send their, their secret SWAT team or whatever and put a stop to you calling mm. it a tablet. Well, I guess I don't want to anger Nintendo. Although, here, let's test the wars. Because, like I said a few minutes ago, there's a ton of... Wii U news. So let's test the wires. Let's see if you call, if someone busts in the door when you call it whatever you want. So, um, E3, all the executives gave interviews, and all those interviews are now starting to get published a week later. So, and also, there was a secret fourth conference that Nintendo had with analysts, with Q&A. Yeah, uh, the day after the press conference, with Q, they did Q&A with analysts, like Michael Pachter and whatnot. And Iwata said some interesting things revolving uh, the Wii U and online during that during that uh, event. He said, and this is a direct quote, I think that what we see in terms of online gaming networks on existing dedicated gaming platforms, PlayStation, PlayStation Network and Xbox Live, 
uh, is not particularly well suited for the approach Nintendo has taken. Therefore, I can't sit here and say to you that we can very quickly overcome or catch up to either companies. And I don't think that would be the smart strategy either. So basically, Iwata just said that Nintendo Network and Miiverse will never be like Xbox Live and PSN. Well, They're going their own path, which is fine, but for people who... I mean, we've talked about on the show before that we want, like, you know, something comparable and might well, not be happening. I mean, I don't know I mean, it'll be comparable. I mean, we, I don't know if we really want something... Well, comparable in terms of um, functionality. Maybe not exact... Oh, yeah, I think I, I was talking about functionality, too, but I, mean, I don't even know if that's... Because he's just saying they're not going to be able to do it. Because, I mean... I don't know if he means functionality or looks or how it works or, like, the core function, you know... Because, I mean, I don't know. All I really need to be happy is just... Messaging. Have a shop... Have a shopping system that's really easy to get in and out of. Which they have with the eShop on the 3DS. Okay, so that's fine. See, I like how the eShop is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, easy messaging, messaging system. Like, straight two friends while I'm playing. That I can... Yeah, just like pause right. the game, right? Which is there, Meverse. And I don't know, it's not yeah, you see, that's a, that's the thing is, it's like those are covered. So what is he talking about? What other features are we missing? I achievements. Mean, we'll get to this later, but there will be an achievement system. Uh, yeah, but I mean, achievements like aren't I mean, even that big. I know, but it's just like no, what? no. But I mean, some people really do care about them. So I mean, right. it's nice that they're there. I mean, no, I'm just trying to figure out what he's talking about. Then what functionality of... isn't. Because he's saying the town won't catch up. Does he just mean in terms of the depth of the online, like the is lobby he... systems, the jump in and out of friends matches is that what he means he's like i mean it's, oh. it's either way the fact of the matter is nintendo whatever where they end up doing with miiverse it just won't be equal to xbox live and psn doesn't mean it won't be as good it just won't be equal in feature set i guess that's fine i mean also i mean it is kind of nice to hear nintendo finally just say we're not doing it just stop it we're not doing it just stop asking I mean, right. even if it was trying to be comparable, I mean, it's just coming out, so it'd be mm-hmm. a couple years, like, of them just, like, testing the waters, and... Well, that's what they're doing with the yeah. Miiverse, is, like, uh... I mean, I think the Miiverse is a really cool idea. I and mean, it's got... It's future-proof. They're gonna roll it out for multiple platforms in the future. Multiple Nintendo platforms. I mean, it just seems like... I don't know, it already seems more fun. I mean, just the fact that... Yeah. Inter- that, that kind of interaction can be fun. I mean, when I go on PSN, it's just lists and... Yeah, and I mean... It, which is fine, but... Right. I mean... And kind of thing with, like, when you're, like, it's just lists and whatnot. If you look at even, like, the PSN shop, it's very... Or, like, if you try and discover new things on PSN, it's very list-based, right? It's not mm, very... Somewhat, like, the home screen just, like, has a bunch of, like, big blocks, like, oh, here's what's new, and they're rotating buttons. Oh, right, It's yeah. pretty easy to find new things. It's just... Yeah. Well, what Nintendo's hoping to do, ultimately, um, this is something else he talked about in the investor meeting, is that there's got to be... As we know, cross-platform support, so you can check it on the mobile web or whatever, your Miiverse stuff. And then, this is kind of neat. The goal in the future, he says, is that you'll be able to purchase games in the Miiverse from your smartphone or tablet or wherever you're looking at it. So then, as you're coming home for let's say you're checking it during your lunch break, you get home at the end of the day, spot password download wherever you just bought on the Miiverse on your phone onto your system, you can just start playing it. That's cool. See, that makes me almost think that his comment about, like, it won't be comparable... I, it makes me think that he uh, he's just referring to the uh, literal features that won't be one for one. Yeah. Because that's cool, and I don't think the other systems do that. You can't well, just go like Xbox.com and download something onto your 360, not that can I know you? Of, no. I mean, I might be wrong. Wouldn't be surprised if they even implement that soon. I mean, didn't seem that. I wouldn't. Yeah. I can't although, imagine that being that hard to. Yeah, do. and the thing, the thing, at least with Nintendo, is, uh, Iwata said ultimately that's the goal. So. What it won't be their day I one. I mean, what more do we really need? That's true. I do like that Spot Pass is now a universal term for all their download features. 
opposed to before it was we connect 24 and spot pass on the 3ds it's all just yeah. spot pass now I mean, as long as it doesn't turn into another swap note i mean as much as i love swap note it kind of died yeah, I mean... It's like, it, it was a novelty for I mean, a while. We, we wanted great, a messaging but... system. We got one. It was yeah. more than we expected, but... I bet if it was, um... Just like one of the icons on top, like the game... The notepad. Like the friends list and the notepad. Yeah. I've never used the notepad on 3DS. Uh, see, I've used I've it. I've never to... used well, it. I've used the friend list. But... See, swap note should be in the friends list. It should be like, swap note this friend, and then it'll dump you over to the swap see, note it didn't app. need all the... I mean, they're cool that they're there, but if I wouldn't really miss them if they weren't swap note no like if swap note was integrated into the friends list and, oh, and just like take yeah. out all the templates and everything and just make it yeah 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 well hopefully i mean meverse kind of addresses that and it also addresses like some other things for example nintendo wants people to discover new games so uh iwata was saying i was hoping that that wara wara home screen you know where it shows all the games that the Mies are crowding around wara wara yeah where it shows that He's saying that that's almost going to be like a recommendation engine. Because each account that signs in will see a different screen with different games based on what they play, what their friends play. That sort of thing. Oh, and for those that don't know, fun fact. Wada Wada means... Um, it's like, I guess, gibberish talk. It's like their onomatopoeia for a lot of people talking in Japanese. Wait, so why, why would they call it that? Well, because Wada Wada... Isn't it... What was it called? The Wada Wada Plaza or something? Yeah, like, no, well, they were saying that the home screen, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like a bunch of people in there. And oh, so you're babbling. just hearing the jibber-jabber. Yeah, oh, and all the speech bubbles of the Mies pop up, so it's the jibber j- It's the it's the chatter of the community. Yeah. I see. That's cool, then. That's all it is. So while we co- kind of covered some of the cool things that uh, were confirmed for Miiverse and Nintendo Network, which, just to clarify, Nintendo Network is the infrastructure, Miiverse is the social features. That's another weird one. Like, Xbox Live and PSN, they're all, you know, that's the name for everything, but Nintendo's splitting them up. So, like, if you're playing online, you're using Nintendo Network infrastructure. But if you're accessing social features, it's Miiverse. Oh. It's, like, separate things, kind of. But they did confirm that, uh... Iwata confirmed it, and Reggie confirmed it in an interview with Kotaku that they're still friend codes. Contrary to what we heard when we recorded last week. Well, I mean, I guess if you really think about it, both Xbox and PlayStation have friend codes. They're just in the they're form of names. They're just called usernames. Now, here's what gets really weird. He said... Iwata said that they're not getting rid of the friend codes completely... They're just going to simplify the process of making friends by eliminating the need to input friend codes. So that's, I think that's awesome. Did we, I feel like we talked about this before where it's like the friend codes could be the back end and they just mask them with usernames. So you enter a username and the system automatically connects to you to that friend code. And yeah, that's all that has to do is just, yeah. like, every system could already be assigned that number, but the moment you right. create a username, but that, that strikes username me is weird. Why does Nintendo even need to say there are friend codes? If it's all back end, why don't they just say we don't have them anymore? It's still true for the end user. I guess for those, like, CNN or things that people, like, I guess care more... about the parents and the kids. Oh, the then protection. they could, right, right. They guess... want to make sure, like, oh, don't worry, you're not going to be able to friend some random person that, I don't know, you don't know. Right. You don't know who they are. I mean, That's true. That's very true. But, um, but you can. <laughs> I think you can now, but yeah. Uh... Let's see, there are a couple other online things that were recently discussed. Uh, we're kind of just, I'm kind of thinking it's easier just to lump them together. Uh, as you may recall, last week we mentioned about the three state, the three level moderation for Miiverse. Um. Where first it's a filter, then it's a person, then it's flagging. Reggie cleared that up, uh, NOA president Reggie Fizeme cleared that up speaking with Kotaku, where he said, yeah, there's a human moderator, but he only jumps in, or she, only jumps in if the message fails a technology scan. So if something gets scanned and it's good, it'll, it'll instantly appear. There won't be any queue. There won't be any issue. 
But if there is some questionable content, then the human moderator will come in. And the human moderators will also be used to look at abuse, like people repost spamming up the board, the Meverse, or for content that's flagged or content that's like a person that's always flagged, that sort of thing. So basically, if you just say like, basically, like, I want oh, this, this level is hard. It will just come out instantly. Apparently, and if you say this level sucks balls, then... that yeah, that's what that's what Reggie was implying. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird because it's like. I don't know why Iwata had to say there's this three C. He, I guess Iwata was mistranslated or misspoke because this this is much more normal and that's pretty much how all Xbox has that. There's a team of there's like a moderation team that put, if you send an offensive message they ban you. Like it's not. Isn't that, that kind of how it is for most websites? Yeah, it is. That's why I find it weird that like I think Iwata must have misspoken a week ago. I mean, like yeah, I do community moderation at work. That's how it works. So I don't know, hmm. but it's nice to know that Nintendo's not quite as crazy as we thought where we were like i got to hire like ten thousand people to do this but um the one last tidbit about online this is from a, a new nintendo vp vice president i've never heard of named cindy gordon she's their corporate affairs vp and she claims and this is kind of cool every claims. claims i don't see that's the thing is there's been times in the past where different vps from nintendo have said different things and then it turns out not to be true what? for example Perrin kaplan was the former vp of can you Corporate affairs. Is she I the one that showed she... the letter? Who am I thinking about? No, you're thinking of Cammy. Cammy Dunaway. The one who that showed the one that's like we're all about the smiles. And the one that's yeah. like, oh, here's a letter back from my kid. Yeah, yeah, that's Cammy. I don't even know if she's at Nintendo anymore. I think she's still there, but they pulled her out of the spotlight after the fans reacted badly, badly. But um, this person, Cindy Gordon, or well, first, Perrin Kaplan went before. Uh, Twilight Princess came out on the Wii, said the, t- the Wii version of Twilight Princess would support the GameCube controller. That obviously didn't happen. So there is some or text message. did no one ever try? No, people tried. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, and then Nintendo came out later and said, nah. So, you know, it gets mixed up. But according to Cindy Gore, and I have every reason to believe her, she works at Nintendo, um, every game that you download for the Wii U or 3DS, every game for Wii U and 3DS going forward should be available digitally. And, here's the cool thing, you can access those those games when you log into your uh, Nintendo Network account on any system. Obviously, that applies to Wii U since the 3DS isn't system ba- isn't account based. So if I'm like if I come over to your house and want to show you a game, I just log into my account and you can download it to your system. Naturally, once I log out of my account, you lose the game. But... So it's kind of like how the PS3 is right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like people, you I think right now they changed it so you could only have like two accounts active at the same time right. before it used to be five. Yeah. But it's it's still nice that Nintendo gets it in terms of like digital purchasing. Oh, that's cool. So, I don't even what did the Xbox do? Like, I have no idea. I don't even know how that one works. I don't know either. But yeah, that's pretty much all that's new with uh online infrastructure stuff. So basically Iwata says, Hey, we're not gonna have anything comparable and then proceeds to announce things that are pretty much comparable. If not cooler. If not cooler. So going from technical online Info to Miyamoto interviews, pie in the sky Miyamoto interviews. Yes, I love when Miyamoto gives interviews because he always has all these like little nuggets of information. For example, here's one that I can't believe he actually said: Nintendo's gonna, is debating about two possible 3DS Zelda games right now internally. They could either do a Majora's Mask remake or some game that ties into a link to the past, a sequel, a remake, something like that. Or both. Or both. But Did he they put, say or both? I'm no, kidding. he didn't say or both. But they could technically do both. What he said is that they haven't quite decided. Which one they're gonna do? Uh, I would prefer. A new but they game. figure they want to figure out. They're experimenting with them, and they want to, quote figure out which way we're going to go. That's why they didn't have Zelda for uh, 3DS at E3 this year because they don't know what they're doing yet. It sounds like they're not doing an original game, unless the a Link to the Past one is a sequel. 
or a full 3D remake. I'd be down for that. It'd be cool if they did like a 3D-ified A Link to the Past. Mm, I don't know. I would think I would want a new Zelda first. Well, I'm saying we don't have that option. It's Majora or A Link to the Past. So no, that's want... a sequel. To Link to the Past. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we're stuck with remakes... Well, okay, let me rephrase. I think it'd be cool if they did A Link to the Past in three-dimensional polygons. Whether it's a remake or a sequel, if they take the world of A Link to the Past specifically and Ocarina of Time it up. Or, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, a top-down Legend of Zelda would be pretty cool in 3D. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be top-down anymore, but yeah. Well, that's what I meant. Like, oh, I see. Yeah, I thought you were like, it'd be cool. Like, This is what's confusing about the 3DS. You have polygon 3D and you have 3D effect. So I thought you meant a top-down in 3D effect, but you meant a polygon. Well, yeah. both. I mean, yeah, yeah, polygon yeah. and everything. Well, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I mean, even just having, like, I don't know, like a 3D classic starting to the past where everything is still sprites and you still have the layers. I mean, that's still right. cool. That would look cool. That would be a good 3D classic. Yeah, Whatever yeah. happened to 3D classics? Nintendo just kind of stopped. They didn't announce any at E3. I thought they'd be like, hey, here's the Yoshi's Island demo from a year ago. Now it's a 3D classic. Here's, I don't even know what else. Yeah, I just gave up. I, I like the idea of 3D classics. Um, they pick, like, they have all these games they can work with, and they chose um, Kid Icarus. Mm, that's it. But you would think they would do, like, some bigger names than Twin B and Urban Champion. It seemed right. Well, oh, and Excitebike. They have Excitebike. Oh, yeah. I mean, at first it seemed like they were just going to do the. I mean, I don't want to say the, the crappy yet. No, they're not crappy. The, the ones that are fixed to one screen. But then eventually when Kirby came out and Pit, mm-hmm. Kid Icarus was like, oh, okay, now they're going to start doing more fully realized games. But I, They had, they had at last year's E3, or at the, not last year, at the E3 that they showed off the 3DS for the first time, 2010, I guess, they had Yoshi's Island in 3D. Oh. That I would have liked to see. But anyway, oh, that's, cool that's, that's beside the point. Um, back to good old Miyamoto. He also, more, what are we thinking of doing next type of comments, he told Kotaku he might want to make a uh, first-person shooter. Not exactly a shooter, pers- well, kind of. First-person perspective game? Yeah, sort of. What he told them is that he is kind of interested in making a first-person shooter. And they went on to say, I think that the structure of a first-person shooter is something that's very interesting. Having that 3D space that, in theory, you are in and being able to look around and explore that, particularly being able to do it in conjunction with another person, is very interesting. Didn't he say he could make Halo? He said that a long time. He's like, yeah, it was like a few years ago. He's like, hey, uh, I can make Halo if I want to, but I choose not to. Uh, yeah, or something like that. But I just think it's interesting that, like, I mean, he helped with Metroid Prime. He's the one that told Retro Studios put in first person. It used to be a third person action game when it was first revealed. I think Back I in 2001. Seeing, was there ever, like, 2000. like tech demo footage yep. of it? I yep, remember yep. seeing something like that. Yep. But yeah, so he's done first person before, so I don't know. Obviously, if he does a shooter, it's not going to be Call of Duty. It's not going to be... Battlefield, it's not going to be Halo, it's going to be some be new... No, it won't even be Mario, probably. It'll be some, probably some brand new thing. No, he'll go back to his It'll original be concept not... of Mario with the gun. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Shooting Goombas with a machine gun. But, I don't know. Like he, First of all, he said if he had the time. Can someone please free up this man's schedule? If he wants to make a brand new game, let him make a brand new game. He's Miyamoto, he can do what he wants. I don't like the fact that he's like, oh, I don't have time to make my vision of... I know, who knows how much time he has left. Yeah, and I mean, he is, he has said that he's been working with a few smaller teams on various projects, and obviously Pikmin's one of those, but, um... That's a smaller team? Well, not anymore, but for they were prototyping it for, like, five years. Oh. Or, or something. They started on it in 2000... Maybe for three years. I think they started... I think he said somewhere they started in 2006 or seven, and then 
didn't actually start developing it as a real game until 2009 or so. Maybe 8. But yeah, they were work they were prototyping it for a while. It's a very small team. But uh, point being, um, he has different little projects he's doing. So why don't he just have this one become one of those? Well, it could be very cool. I mean, look how Metroid Prime turned out. And that was his choice to go first person. Which also makes me wonder why is he saying, like, the idea of using first person space is so interesting. He's done it. He's acting like he's never done it. He he didn't directly do Metroid, but he's the one that said go first person. Yeah, but I mean... I guess he wants to do one from start to finish. And he just own. told to go first person. Yeah, I guess well, I mean, he advised the entire project. Well... I but I, I, I take your point, though, yeah. But yeah, whatever it is, I hope it becomes a reality. I guess, like, you got a taste of it in Mario 64. I mean, you kind of go first person. Yeah, but you can't really move. You just kind of look around. Yeah. Yeah. And a sad bit of news from Miyamoto. He confirmed that there's no online play for Pikmin 3. Woo! Why are you happy about that? No, I'm indifferent about that. Why are you indifferent about that? Because I don't think I would want to really want to play Pikmin online. No, it wouldn't necessarily be, like, crazy, like, online matches. It'd be, like, co-op with friends over the internet. I don't with know. With voice chat or something. Seems like that game might be too frustrating to play with someone online. Well, that's what his, that's what he argued. He said that because you have all the little creatures and because you really have to coordinate and whatnot, it's hard to sync up properly all those little Pikmin to make them display exactly how yeah, they should I mean, on both ends of the connection, and that's why they're not doing online. I mean, I'm sure it's Paul. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of RTSs that do this. Yeah. But, um... I don't know, just like for Pikmin, I, I don't know, I can't really picture myself really wanting to play with friends See, over the internet. have you played multiplayer Pikmin? Yeah. Pikmin 2? Okay. I, I, okay. I 100%ed that game. Like, okay, I just wanted to make sure, because I thought maybe you somehow missed out on that awesome opportunity. But he did confirm. Well, that's because it was local. Yeah. He did confirm, though, local co-op is in for Pikmin 3. Ah. So that answers, it. if you recall, I think it was during our first E3 episode, um, what was that, episode 16, He we were saying how the press info only says one player and I said I guarantee you'll have co-op I was right go well, I mean, it's kind of a given it was a given I, mean, I, I take whatever victories I can get no, no matter how obvious alright <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I just take what I can get I don't get very much so anyway uh, so that's Miyamoto I, it's weird cause like literally these are like scraps of E3 it's like little throwaway quotes that could kinda are worth mentioning can kinda be flushed out but there's not a whole lot to it um Reggie, however, here's a whole bunch of throwaway quotes. Well, not throwaway, but here's a whole bunch of quotes. Rapid-fire information. Reggie confirmed a lot of stuff to a lot of people. He spoke with uh, Gamasutra, I think that's how you pronounce him, and uh, Kotaku about various features of the Wii U and gave pretty much a big rundown on what we can expect involving Wii U at launch and beyond. So one thing we cannot, we should not expect, yes, it does support two game pads, or do you like to call it the... What, what was the name you came up with for the controller? I don't think I came up with one. What, which one were you guys saying? Okay, sure. So, two game pads, or... You're not good at, at call and response stuff. Okay. Oh, well, I, was, I thought you were going to just keep going with it. Nope, nope, nope. nope. I, I, I kind of give up on the name gamepad. I mean, um, tablet controller. Okay, good then. Okay, so two gamepads, aka uh -huh. gamepads, um, <laughs> will also be supported in the Wii U as Nintendo confirmed at E3 during their press conference. However, and I quote... It's going to be well after launch for those experiences to come to life. Game experiences to come to life. Yeah. Basically, Nintendo really wants to emphasize asymmetric gameplay, which is one gamepad, just like they did with Active Play when the Wii launched. Uh, Mimo went on to basically say. 
So he thinks that developers are going to be focusing on that first, and then they will bring in the two gamepads down the road. Translation? I think Nintendo didn't tell developers until they told everyone at E3. Yeah. I don't think they have it fully working yet, and they just said, that's our goal, we'll get back to you soon, we're just letting you know it's happening. Or maybe just developing games with one gamepad is like weird enough for them, Probably. they want to test the water and see if that could right. even work to begin right. with. I mean, if it's not going to work with one gamepad, mm-hmm. why would they even bother two? That's very true. But either way... I mean, it's the it, same thing with the HD way, thing. Like, they haven't... They're just getting into HD, so the first couple of games are going to be right. 720. Right. It's the exact e- same thing, isn't it? True. E- that's that's very true. Either way, though, Reggie's kind of sugarcoating the fact that it's just... Whether it's ready technologically or whether the developers are ready well, to do it. Either way, he's just like, oh, well, they're, they're focusing on other things. No, they just aren't at that point yet. There's a slight difference. Well, he's not going say that, though. I know. That's, I, know. Yeah. I said he's just sugarcoating it either way. But um, oh, it's right. interesting because Miyamoto actually said that the reason, I think he said this to Kotaku, the reason that they did announce the two gamepads at E3 is it was uh, two gamepads at four is because gamers wanted it. Like, everyone was complaining about it from last year, so they wanted to make sure they made it clear mm-hmm. that was happening. Um, did, other... did Reggie have him say if he had French food that night? No, but he was looking like a zombie for the whole interview. Really? He was talking to, no. Oh. <laughs> no, he might, I, I have a feeling he had Italian. I don't know why. Oh, it's an interesting guess. I mean, yep. It's the fact that you can even make a guess. Yep. Yep. Now do you have Subway? Subway? I had Subway for lunch today. What coincidence? Maybe an Italian BMW. Subway, eat fresh. Five dollar foot long. I think that was, I, I feel like we should now get free Subway just because I, I think did that. the five dollar foot long this month is the it's a chicken It's something. a chicken spinach something, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do we really just dive into the And it's, well, avo- and it's avocado month or Well here's the thing. Personally Quiznos is better than Subway. Oh, Let's just put that yes, on the table. Even with their weird new menu where they took out half their good sandwiches, they're still better than Subway. I agree. Sorry, Subway. Anyway, back to Reggie, who coincidentally was on Jimmy Fallon on Friday and showed off Zombie U. Just throwing that out there. Anyway, uh, I mean, you can't expect anything mind-blowing from a Jimmy Fallon two-minute demo, but still, it's cool that it's on late night uh, for, like, the fourth time. Next thing. Um, NFC, also confirmed in the controller. Those are the near-field communication tri- chips. Which is what they use so he for Skylanders. In case we were well, no, 100% he sure conf- that they were on there? Sort of. Gamma Sutra said, So what were you do? What are you going to do with them? And he said, There's a lot of things that can be I done. I know, like, what kind of question is that? Well, they mean, like, do you have any gameplay plans? Like, do you have anything specific? Like, will Mario use it? Will Zombie use it? That's what he meant. Will Pikmin use it? And all he said is, There's a lot of things. I've already gotten letters from Pokemon fans wishing we could do something with it. And that's all he said on the subject. He didn't say when we can expect to see it actually used. He just said it's there to be oh. used. That's what I thought was worth mentioning. It's like, so Nintendo throws in a feature and they haven't even figured out what they're doing with it. Or at least haven't publicly said. Yeah. It's kind of a shame that we probably won't ever really see any Pokemon thing with it. Oh yeah, we will. Well, maybe. Oh yeah, we will. Well, I mean, just Here, for... Just Pokemon for... train card game for Wii U. Remember the Game Boy Color game? Do that. Import your own deck by placing the cards one by one oh. on the NFC chip. Future Pokemon cards will come with the NFC chip embedded. Well, there you go. Well, when I meant Pokemon, I meant like core Pokemon. Oh, games, not like a Virginia spin-off. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, of it's course, gonna be they're going to. It's going to be spin off. Yeah. They're going to do one with figurines, I mean, just like Skylanders. I mean, like, uh, what Game Freak already said that Pokemon is a portable experience, not a console, so. They might change their mind if Nintendo tells them to. <laughs> Wait, well, so were they. Yeah, they were the ones that developed Coliseum and. Um, no, yeah. No, that was Genius Sorority. Oh. Or Sorority. Yeah, Genius Sorority. And Guild of Which Judgment. is partly owned by Square Enix. So, Hunters. how did. No. Weird, right? Nintendo's Square Enix colon them or something. Mm, that's weird. Where are we going to ask them? Oh, no, I just like, I guess, 
I was just thinking like, oh, since they said it's not console games, and I was like, wait, so did they make those games in? But I guess they didn't, so. Right, right. That explains that. And yeah. why they're cool, but they're not, just they don't really feel exactly Pokemon. Can't even capture Pokemon the right way. No, they're like, they're just like set in the world, but they're totally independent games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the topic of things that Nintendo hasn't said will be their day one for everyone, uh... Off-TV play is what Nintendo's now officially calling the ability to stream the game to their controller. While someone else uses it the TV. Wii Fit U has it. Mario, uh, New Super Mario Bros. U has it. However, it's completely optional for developers, which we knew already. So that means that we knew when it you're w- playing one player in Mario, the touchscreen will have nothing except like a random background. I think based on the videos I saw at E3, I think it's displaying what's going on on the main screen still. So you have a double screen of it. Because I think you can still use the boost blocks. I'm not sure about that, though. But the, the videos do seem to show it having the same on both screens. Oh, I don't remember. Although, all the demos might have been multiplayer, I'm not sure. I just remember seeing a few videos where they showed the tablet and the main, the gamepad and the main screen, and oh. they were the same video. Yeah, I, I just pictured maybe it would have just, like, um, New Super Mario Brothers. Right, where it's just the one item in the middle of the screen, and yeah, then like, a something. kind of beige pastel background, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know, but, um... It, what I found the most... I mean, we knew it was optional, but what I found most interesting is it has a name of off tv play and it's gonna be built as a feature apparently so it'll be like you know how like on the back of 3ds box it's like it's street pass it's spot pass it's online is to end those little icons they'll yeah. probably be like it's off tv play and it'll be like an official like feature of a game so, how- so it'll be online play off tv play hmm. spot pass so that's kind of i mean i know that was the selling point of the wii u but i didn't expect them necessarily to make it like a individual game selling point yeah that, i don't know i mean I guess I didn't realize, like, not having a TV was, like, that big of a problem for Nintendo. It's not. They just made it one for marketing. Oh, that's not like... Well, here was their logic. I mean, I think we kind of talked about this uh, in episode 16 when we talked about their alone... How they were... How the Wii U to them is a response to alone together. The idea that everyone's in a room doing their own thing and there's no interaction. Well, I think in part, their whole logic was... Okay, so if you're playing the Wii, the Wii's very multiplayer. Where everyone's, oh, everyone's swinging a Wiimote or whatever. Or it's strictly single player. And if you do that, everyone else in the room can't do anything. Except sit there. So by giving you the option to stream it to a TV, you could still have your family in the room with you. They can be watching TV. You can be playing your game. And you'll still be alone together. Yeah, <laughs> but I think their logic is, you're not hogging the TV. But you're still putting your money and your time into Nintendo. So that's a way... So yeah, instead, I think it, hogging Nintendo, the TV is better because in that way you're... Families were so what are you Well, no, cause, but then, like, with the oh, browser... Oh, this. not like, oh, did you just die? Yes, you suck. I mean, yeah, see, that's not you? good family building saying you suck. Fine. What parent would be like, Let oh, me... little Timmy, you, you lovely three-year-old you, you suck at Mario. <laughs> no, but, um, I think, I, think the lo- <laughs> I think the logic is that they'd rather have someone playing the Nintendo game, or the Nintendo, someone playing the Wii U, someone interacting with it in some way, if everyone else is insisting on watching Mad Men, you could still go play your Wii U without a problem. Because Nintendo has said for a very long time that they aren't competing with other game companies only. They're competing with all entertainment, and they want your entertainment time and money. What better way to do that than to be like, look, even if someone else is using your primary input method of how you view this game, you can still play. Yeah, I actually don't know how often I'm going to use that, because now that we actually have... Like, Nintendo games in HD. Mm-hmm. It's like, and they I really want to take that away. Yeah, I don't think the gamepad's HD. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. sub-HD. I yeah, that's 480p. I mean, it probably still look nice, but, like, 
I'm probably not going to want to not play on the big screen. Yeah. Especially because it's console games. It's like, oh, I want to just play. I'm going to do it just we're, to... We're going to... I mean, yeah, I'm going to check. I'm going to do it, it just to say I could do it. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, when the TV's not available, I have a 3DS, so... Right, same. One yeah. one cool thing, and this is the Netflix app um, for the 3DS, or sorry, the Wii U, you can watch it on the TV or on the tablet. It will reverse what's displayed on each screen uh, see, on the, the see, fly. See, that's really you can cool. switch it as you watch, and it'll just pick up where it left off. It's instant. Almost. Wow. It's like a second, see, a millisecond. See, that I can out. actually picture myself using a lot. Yeah. Because I, whenever, yeah, they're always like, some of my family's always watching movies, the random things. Right. And, and you could just keep switching between yeah, cover and, screens. And, and watching, I mean, I watch Netflix on my 3DS, and I. I'm fine with like the quality and whatever. So watching it on the tablet would be like, yeah, it'd be better. Yeah, there's some videos that surface. I believe Engadget had one of uh, it like in action, and it, it's pretty cool. It, it it's actually very cool, and it's actually and then, uh, Nintendo. Reggie said, coincidentally, not coincidentally, Same thing, then. Reggie said that um, all these like video integration, so Netflix, as we were discussing, plus Hulu and Amazon Video and YouTube, are actually going to be a very big selling point of the Wii U. They're really going to be like, look, you can play your movie wherever whatever's happening you can finish your movie no problem you can finish your episode of 30 rock no problem and he went on to say that's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of how they're going to be integrating other types of entertainment into the wii u experience and allowing you to do the dual screen the, tip of the, iceberg. the switching of the screens and all that uh-huh. so that's cool i actually think that has huge potential and i believe reggie thinks so too but he admitted that um he doesn't really expect the Wii U to have that immediate success that the Wii did, where it sold out instantly. It was like a fat, a huge phenomenon and like this multi-year fad, and everyone had to have one. Because as he as he put, well, probably be a while, especially once some people still figuring out what it is. Right, exactly. Because as he put, the Wii situation was once in a lifetime. So with the Wii U, he he told uh, Gamma Sutra that with the Wii U. It's really it's really gonna be his job to sell the concept of the Wii U and get people interested. And he think. And I think, he didn't specifically say it, but I think he was kind of getting at, it's going to be a tougher sell. He wasn't outright saying it, but I'm pretty sure that's what he was getting at. And I mean, that kind of fits in with the idea of the Wii U Experience Tour, which we kicked off this episode talking about, is that much like the 3DS, much like the Wii, hands-on is what's going to be what drives this system. It has that viral factor where we, I I haven't played it, but from my understanding, it has that viral factor that when you experience it, you get it, but until you experience it, you're like, what? So... I'm sure, I mean, the 3 think... seems to be doing fine. That seems to have less of a power factor because it was more like a DS than the Wii U. Yeah, well, the, the, Wii. the 3DS is doing fine because they just released a ridiculous amount of games for it, Rapid Fire, from very big franchises. Gravity Rush just came out on Vita. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Vita, oh, apparently... Was it? It finally got, like, a, Jason... like an original yeah. non-port game. Right, that actually looks th- good, yeah. but it's apparently mediocre. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. And there's a Jason Sales Corner, my little NPD sales number segment coming up. Um, I'm sure they I didn't know what mention it. it I don't mention it. I know. I'm just saying. I didn't mention it in. Uh, I'm not gonna be mentioning it specifically, but from what I was reading on NeoGaf, the big gaming forum, uh, Vita estimates are somewhere between fifty and sixty thousand for the entire month of May. That's it. Wow. 3DS sold like triple that. Well, we'll get to that later. But. We'll get to that. Uh, or more like double that, but still. 3DS is a year and a half old. Or a year old at that point. At this point. Anyway, um, one last thing that Reggie did talk about with Kotaku involving the Wii U, and this is the last of our Reggie roundup. Oh, man. we Or two things I forgot. Sorry, two things. And can we please start having a Reggie roundup every episode? The alliteration is just too good to not well, use. Well, we would have to have Reggie talking like every single Can we week? just, like, bring Reggie in? 
Well, if we could, that'd be amazing. <laughs> if we could, our, our, our viewership or our listenership would I mean, go through we, the roof. I mean, we don't even know if we would say like, new things, but just like having him talk and maybe say random stuff like, hey, Reggie, create a meme right now. And he'll be like, I'm like a purple pit. Uh, that's not how he talks, but mm-hmm. I'm like a purple pit. My body is red. The one thing Reggie does, see, we can we could, we could just get Reggie in person. He doesn't need a sword. We could, he doesn't need a sword. Kick ass. Take names. What, what one thing that Reggie does that we could do is he just says, you know, candidly, and then he says whatever he has to say. So we could just do, you know, candidly, and pretend we're him. No one will be able to tell the difference. Um, and then we can announce trivia over Rocks the eighties. It all comes together. It's perfect. Okay. Well, it is coming out. Mm, I hope. Assuming. Assuming that our re- our wild pipe dream is real. Yes. Yeah. All right. So two more things Reggie said. Wow, we got sidetracked. Uh, one is we kind of touched on this before. There is a system wide achievement system for the Wii U. Game developers can plug into this system and have their achieve, you know have their game have achievements, but it's completely optional, which is very different than PSN and Xbox, where I believe it's mandatory on both. Really. I know my Xbox is, PSN maybe not. Trof- are trophies mandatory? Do you have a game? You have a PlayStation 3. Yeah. Do, do you all ever have a game where you can't get a trophy? All my games have trophies, but I think there might be one that doesn't. Well, well they the- rolled out trophies two years into the system's life, so if it's well, I mean, none of the new game, none of the new PSN games coming out. I mean, PSN. Um, PS1 games, they... they just well, added. that's because they're PS1. Well, I mean, they could still add That's true. I mean, so maybe, maybe PlayStation... I don't think PlayStation optional, but maybe it is. But either way, Nintendo... They're giving the option, but they're not requiring it, which is interesting. I guess, like, I guess it's just so you can't have those situations where it's like Barbie's Horse Adventure for Xbox or whatever, and you just boot up the game and it gives you 100 achievement points. Oh. That's a real thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's what yeah. was... Yeah. Yeah. So I guess Nintendo's just trying to avoid that. As, as Reggie put well, it... Well, I mean, that would assume that there's a point system or some sort of, like... Right. Like, oh... Well, either I way, have, like, achievements yeah. in any shape or form. Yeah, because I think, like, for PlayStation, depending on how many trophies you have... You level up, like you gain experience for every single trophy. Right. And I think I'm a level five right now. I have no idea. You have ways to go, I imagine. Well, yeah, I mean, my brother's like level 12, so, and that's like, yeah. I don't know, there's like a couple platinum trophies in there, and go there if you get all the trophies. And mm-hmm. I really hope, I don't know how many games Nintendo will have this, well, other companies will do, if they'll do this for the Wii U, but I really don't like hidden trophies. You know what's that, right? It's just no. a trophy. Oh, you don't know how to get it? But yeah, it's, it's not on the list. It just no, pops up randomly. No, it's on the list. It just says hidden trophy. Oh, that's annoying. And like half of the trophies on some of the games I have are like hidden trophies. They are going to do it because they do it with the 3DS. Uh, Street Pass Plaza. You know how there's achievements in Street Pass oh, Plaza Oh, shit. Now? There are there, some there are little question marks. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of annoying. Like it really... I mean, I personally don't yeah. fall, go after achievements unless like... But it's annoying to look at the yeah. list and not be able to see what's on the... Like if they provide a list, provide the full list. Yeah, like I mean... One crazy example I remember, like, there was a hidden achievement for Red Dead Redemption that my brother was trying to get, mm-hmm. and obviously, how the hell is he supposed to know what it is, so he looked it up online, and apparently you're supposed to ride this half-bred Hungarian horse okay. to Mexico, <laughs> and have the police chase you, specifically to a certain route. And then you get... Yeah. That's super obscure. So you basically have to yeah, look it up in yeah, order like, to well, Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of ridiculous. See, that's why achievements are sometimes dumb. Yeah, like, but, and Nintendo said that there, or Reggie said that Nintendo's philosophy about achievements is different, and that's why they're not making it mandatory, so. But then again, I would feel that's more of an, completing that is more of an achievement than randomly street passing three yeah. people that play the, happen to play the same game, or missing three times. Or getting five two. girls in a row. Or guys. Yeah. That, I can't believe that's an actual one. You got a bunch of girls. Or, Look at you, party or, swinger guy. Or buying, like, Puzzle pieces, and you get the same one three times back to yeah. back. I mean, yeah. really? 
Yeah, no. those are kind of weird. I agree. The last and totally switching gears back to Reggie, uh, back to it's Reggie himself. About That's true. The last thing that Reggie said to Kotaku, a lot of people have been wondering. I think us included. Why the I'll the, be the, judge of that. the okay? You will in a sec once I say it. Why um, the Wii use only single touch? Most touchscreen devices today are multi-touch. No, you can usually use up to ten sing- fingers. You do you did or didn't? No, nah, I never really questioned it. Well, my assumption was Nintendo was cheap about it, which is half true. Uh, Reggie said that they actually did some tests, and when you're holding the controller, you're usually interacting with one hand on the touchscreen while using buttons or sticks and holding the device with the other hand. You never really use both hands on the touchscreen, unless you put it down on a table, which he said he doesn't think people will want to do. So as such, Nintendo decided we can be the most cost-effective and be cheap and just put the single-touch screen because... There is no need for multi-touch. No one's really going to be using it. That's Nintendo's argument. Take it or leave it. I think if they had multi-touch, you can do pinch-to-zoom and all sorts of one-handed gestures. So I think if they had multi-touch, we would give developers more options of how to integrate the touchscreen with traditional controls. But, yeah, but also I like, can understand why Nintendo's keeping the cost down. I kind of like being able to use it. I mean, I know you can use a stylus with an iPad. But you can use a stylus with a multi-touch device if it's the right type of touchscreen. Stylus and multi-touch don't conflict. Mm. Multi-touch is just how many points of contact it can read at one time. Uh-huh. For example, the iPhone either has five or ten. I don't remember, but yeah, like those Microsoft Surface things. You know, those tables that are basically a tablet that Microsoft puts out to like special retailers and stuff. Those are like you could do like insane number of touch. I think you have like twenty fingers on it because you can have multiple people doing it together or something. Oh, wow. So like, you know, there, there's potential when you had add multi-touch. It's just Nintendo is interested in turning a profit on this thing, which makes sense because they had their first loss. Yeah, and Iwata said... It is a business. I mean, yeah. And Iwata said in that Q&A with the analysts at E3, the one where he was talking about Miiverse, he specifically said, we're hoping to be profitable by next year. Again. So they're definitely trying to, you know... They're still trying to have technology, so be the like best cutting alter- edge, but they're also trying to be affordable. So that's the best alternative and, for, yeah. I don't know, trying to turn a profit and meeting the expectations. Probably. Can. Yeah. I mean... Although I think Reggie... We've been fine without touchscreen, so just having a touchscreen is good enough. And I think Reggie did make a very good point about... You know, it it is kind of... I mean, yes, you can do multi-touch with one hand, but that's kind of cumbersome. If you're, like, moving the right analog stick and, like, pawing at the screen with, like, three fingers, it just seems odd to me. Yeah. Like, it's like... I'm trying it right now, like... It definitely won't be as accurate. I'm trying it right now just holding up an iPhone, which is obviously much smaller, but it's just, like... Like, it's weird. It just doesn't... You can only do, like, a pinch motion. You can't really... Because, you know, if you're, like, running around with the stick, it's hard to, like, yeah, there are no, super dicks. no replacement yeah. for buttons. Yeah, that's no true. That is very true. So that's Reggie, in a nutshell. One last quote that I thought was worth sharing. A lot of people... I think us to some extent as well. I mean, we justified why Nintendo's showing was what it was. But I think initially we were also a little, like, caught guard by how l- much it lacked in surprises and a few other... And, like... Wii U actual game or actual system details and that sort of thing. And Iwata, Nintendo's global president, apparently agrees. He told CNBC that uh, he thought they could have done a better job because, and this is a quote, in effect, we could not fully convey what Wii U is all about. So I'm not 100% satisfied as far as this year's presentation. However, or having said that, excuse me, in comparison to last year, we were able to reach out to the audience outside of the LA Convention Center. So that's true. They did a much better job of connecting with fans, you know, Nintendo Direct and all that. But they didn't. They could have done more to really sell the Wii. I mean, we talked about this. Actually. Yeah, I mean, we th- talked about was how there was, there was no a game that was like 
this is what the Wii U is all about. I mean, after the press conference, there was a report from CNN where, like, oh, how can the Wii U yeah. gamepad breathe less into the dying Wii console? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, will this new controller save the system? No, because it's a new system. But yeah, so I mean, they could present it better, and we talk about this a lot, actually. It They didn't have a cohesive... Here's the one game that uses it in a non-minigame fashion and really shows this is what the gamepad's about. Zombie U comes close, maybe. And Pikmin 3 uses it as a great map. But, ne- but like, Pikmin 3, you don't need Rayman that map. Rayman was okay. Rayman but you, but you don't true. really need it either. Yeah, well, Rayman... I'd, I'd argue Rayman... I'd argue Ubisoft did, or Ubisoft, or however you pronounce it, did a better job of showing off what you can really do with the gamepad than Nintendo did. Yes, Nintendo showed essentially well, we don't glorified even know, tech demos, um, but... I guess we won't know until we see it, right? Because we even we don't know, like, what's the most ideal way to use the gamepad. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. But I just mean in terms of, like, the potential. I mean, what if that was it? I mean, well, I hope not. Well, I, let me put it this way. Nintendo Land was, here's 12 great ways, six of which we're showing right now, ways that you can use the gamepad for whatever. None of those were, like, here's how cohesively integrate into a full gaming experience. They're all minigame collections. Same with We Fit You, which I, last episode, I actually praised some of its use of the gamepad. I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's a window into what it could be. But once again, it's not what it actually is yet. Zombie U comes close. Rayman comes close. But, I mean, Zombie U, the ways you open doors and do, and, like, snipe and stuff, that makes sense for the gamepad. Rayman, really cool integration for multiplayer. But even Mario, New Super Mario Bros. U, to some extent, the boost block feature where you just add blocks forever, kind of neat, but not, like, not quite the same level as what, like, when they showed the Wii, it was super obvious exactly what you use that controller for and exactly how it enhances a game. Yeah. This, not It just looks like things that could have been added after they finished the game. It's like, oh, we're done with the game. Exactly. Not as use that controller. Point, point, case in point for you, Arkham City Armored Edition. I'm getting the game. I'm a huge fan of, like, the, the current iterations of how Batman is, which is the more serious, like, Nolan-style Batman. This is not Nolan-style. It kind of is. It's the darker. Stuff with the darker. It's not 60s, pow, bang, pop, flashing on the screen, Batman TV show. Oh, well... It's not the campy Batman. Batman hasn't been like that for a long time, though. No, I know. I'm just saying, okay, fine. I guess I give Nolan too much credit. I, mean, if anything, I give Nolan too much credit. I mean, Batman animated series is more like Arkham City than it is like Nolan. That's true. That's true. Well, either way, point being, uh, I am interested in that game just because I like the current version of Batman there. Happy... No, you just like Nolan's version of Batman. I do, I do. I like Nolan's movies in general. Anyway, um, but I mean, that fits exactly what you're saying, where it's like, okay, here's the finished game, now how can we use the controller? Let's just tack some stuff on. Batarang looks super cool, but it's super tacked on. Detonation via touching the touchscreen, a heat map on the touchscreen, detonating bombs that way. And Batman. Cool, but but obviously the game worked just fine a year ago. When it was on PS3 and 360. So, I do agree. I'm glad that Iwata realized it could present it better. And hopefully when he says that, he doesn't just mean... Like, we could have done a better job of saying it's a new console. I'm hoping he means they could have done a better job of really showing how the controller makes something truly unique. Those games just might not have been ready, though. That might be why we saw what we saw. Probably is why we saw what we saw, but I wish... That's just a little more to it. So, it is nice, regardless of why Iwata said it, it is nice that he said it. It is nice to have a person that's a little bit above the corporate spin of usual like PR lackeys and whatnot. He's actually very honest and truthful he is with all the investor meetings he is with that q a with the analyst he is a very straightforward guy which is nice yeah. that's why i was looking at his a lot of ass are pretty cool yes and that was oh. ask right ask yeah okay sound like you didn't quite say that 
<laughs> sounds like you're replacing the K. You wanted us. Yeah, you wanted us. See, it sounds like you're not saying the K. Oh. So I was like, um... Is it... <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know you... I didn't know you looked at that part of him so much. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that... I think that pretty much concludes E3 scraps, but there was some other news that came out uh, this past week. Not a whole lot, but a little. For example, uh, the Kirby Anniversary Collection for the Wii. We finally have info. It's got to be more flushed out than the Mario one was. Back, oh, yeah. uh, in 2010. Oh yeah, it is. The Mario yeah. one was just Super Mario All-Stars on the Wii. With a little art book. And by art book, I mean an instruction manual stapled together with some art inside. And uh, a soundtrack which had nine songs on Ten songs on it. Which is Which fine. wasn't bad, but I some mean, of the songs were 30 seconds. 30. For 30 bucks, it's not bad, yeah, actually. Not bad. And it came in a box. I mean, <laughs> a collectible box. It's all come in a box. And I mean, not everybody had Mario All-Stars. I mean, a lot of... I didn't. I had most of the games with Mario All-Stars. I'd never owned a Super Nintendo. Remember? Oh, that's right. You're that guy. Yeah, I'm that guy. Well, here... Okay, quick backstory, because I don't want to sound like I'm not a true Nintendo fan. I have played every system from NES onward, but when I was a little kid, my parents would take me to this, like, kind of like a fancy daycare almost, but they had video games there. So that's where I got my NES in it, Super Nintendo fix. So then when the N64 came out, that's just what I bought. So I like, oh, here's the new one. They don't have it at that daycare place yet. Yet, I'll do that. It wasn't really a daycare. It was like a glorified babysitter's house. It had like a, a huge like two-story like McDonald's-style play area thing with ball pit. And it had like ten video game consoles and all this other cool stuff. Oh, it was actually pretty cool. Oh, look at you. I know, it's pretty cool. I just had my Super Nintendo. Yeah, well, I didn't have any Super Nintendo. My first system was actually the Game Boy Pocket. And yeah. then from there, I got the N64. And then, every obviously, every other system Nintendo has ever released. Uh. Every. Including the Pokemon Mini. Do you know what that is? The Pikachu thing? No. no. I had I had both Pocket Pikachu 1 and 2. Or Pokemon, not Pocket Pikachu. Pokemon Pikachu 1 and 2. Pokemon Mini was a... They sold at Pokemon Center in New York only. It was a little... Oh, um, then of course I don't have it. Well, I said did you hear of it, not do you have it. No, you did say didn't have it. I said did you hear of it. Oh, well, sorry. I meant to have you heard of it. <laughs> and it, it obviously didn't sell well, but it's this itty-bitty... It's like the size of a Pokemon Pikachu, but it had cartridges and it had these super simple like LCD screen games, like pinball and cards and stuff. It was kind of it was kind of not worth the money, but it's like super rare now, so it's a cool collectible. Anyway, uh, back to Kirby. We are sidetracking so much today. Back to Kirby. Um, here's the info. Comes out in Japan in July, U.S. in September, and it will feature six classic games. Kirby's Dream Land from Game Boy, which actually I own the original cartridge of, fun fact. And if you don't already have it in 3D. That's true. Wait, no, that's, oh, no, that's not No, that's Kirby's, Kirby's Adventure, Adventure. Which is also That's the there. NES game. No, is it in here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kirby's Adventure for NES. Or the remake for on Game Boy Advance. Right. Kirby's Dream Land 2 for Game Boy. Kirby's Superstar for Super Nintendo, which is also... On the DS. Yeah. Uh, Kirby's Dream Land 3 for Super Nintendo. And Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards for GameCube. No, Nintendo 64. If you didn't already get it for free from Club Nintendo. Or if you didn't already own the cartridge, like I do. Or download it. Or download it. Anyway, so those are the six games they'll come with, but Nintendo's actually adding original content, unlike the Mario Collection. They're having what they're calling the more challenge stage. That's because they didn't have one to freeload off of from the past. What? They didn't have a a previous Kirby collection, so... Oh, that's true. So they they have to put put effort in, yeah. I mean... All-Star still had the, like, oh, the how to play in Super Nintendo controller. Yeah, that was so great. It was literally just running the ROM. Yeah, that's all that's it was. That's all it was. It was, a, it was the ROM on, your, on a freaking CD. Yeah, that is all it was. And I it was, did not buy it for that. I did, because yeah. I didn't own All-Stars. Oh. Mm-hmm. I actually played through, like, every single game of that. Like, all the way through multiplayer with, uh... You mean you beat them? 
Well, it was me and a friend. But, oh. yeah. Alright, that makes sense. So, yeah, we did. I, I, was, I was like, whoa, for a moment. Yeah, no, Mario's my favorite franchise. I play, I beat, like, all the New Super Mario Bros. and stuff. Anyway. Uh, so, th- it also comes with this more challenge mode, which will give players, uh, the way, they can do, like, high score runs with specific abilities in specific situations. For example, some of the ones in Astro Japan Array, or a sword challenge and a fighter death challenge. And the processing... Like the ones that Kirby Return to Dreamland? Uh, I have guess. Like, I haven't played Return to Dreamland. Oh, because it has like a challenge Wait, do you mode. own Return to Dreamland? Why have we never tried co-op in that? You don't own it. No, How I do don't. you know this? <laughs> oh, because I, I've seen enough about it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's like a challenge mode in that game where like the level is designed around specific abilities. So you have the... the I, then, yeah, know, I guess it, the water one where you get to ride a wave. and I guess it's like know. that, except they're probably going to be modeled... If I had to imagine, they're going to fit into each of the other six games. So there's going to be new levels in those styles. Or they'll just take existing levels and tweak them for each ability. Oh. But they pro- they're processing over 10, which actually isn't that much, but it's better than nothing. Well, I mean, if it's budget-priced. And... Yeah, and the Japanese version, much like with the Mario Collection, is coming with the soundtrack and art book. And there will also be on the disc a um, Kirby timeline, which they're calling the Kirby calendar. And you can look at every milestone in Kirby's 20 years, and there'll be like little info and graphic mm-hmm. and animation and whatnot. Kirby so, is an interesting franchise. So it went is. From, like, it normal... Kirby, core Kirby gameplay, Kirby's like tilt and tumble, and yeah, and this is, they just it's experimented become, the hell out of it's, them. It's basically become their experimental franchise. Yeah. It's like we don't know if this concept will work, so let's just go ahead and throw Kirby in. I mean, Mass Attack, Canvas Curse, yeah, they're all like that. Um, Super or not Superstar Kirby? What's yeah. the one on GameCube? The racing Air Ride, oh, yeah. which is the Smash Bros. creators press A and that's it racing game. <laughs> like yeah. you, they move on magically, just press A a break or something, and that's like it. You just oh, steer wow. and press A. But no, it has like an epic a yarn. I mean, yeah, epic yarn. Yeah, it's really become their like go-to franchise for experimenting with. I kind of liked experimental games more when I mean when, I they, when they went I totally when did. they went back to the like Return, Return to, to Dreamland. Dream we played at Con. Yeah, like last it just, year. I mean, like you're like, oh, it's Kirby. Like, it kind of it, 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 it made me appreciate the experimental ones more. Like it felt boring. Yeah, by comparison, it was, it was just like oh, Kirby. And not only that, but they ripped the movesets for Mad Knight and Kirby out of uh, Smash Bros. Yeah, so it was just like oh, I'm playing Smash Bros. But it's Kirby, yet it's and since not. It, and since it's like kind of boring, like, I mean, even um, the Subspace Emissary was kind of boring. Yeah, it was. It was really just a way to unlock characters in, in Brawl, yeah. At least it was faster than unlocking them the normal that way. That is true. That is true. But yeah, those extra features for Kirby, so the book, the CD, and the timeline haven't been confirmed for America. And the town hasn't announced anything. In Japan, I'm the game... I'm sure they'll be there, though. Oh, definitely. But, oh, man, it's is like, you... I kind of want to get this. I or... want it. I only own oh. two of the games on that list. I don't think I have... I, I own Dreamland One and I own Crystal Shard. Because it depends how much it is. Oh, pro- I'm guessing it'll be thirty again. But this is probably Nintendo's last first party release for the Wii. Um, when it comes out in September. I guess if it's thirty, I'll probably get it. It's not that yeah. bad. I don't wouldn't mind owning two copies of Crystal Shards for some reason. Yeah, I mean you're getting think of it as you're getting the other five games. Yeah, well, I mean I have three. Oh well, the other games. two games. I mean, I, but the thing is, I really, really want to play. Dreamland 2 and Dreamland 3. Well, there you like, go. I really wanted to play those. And in Japan, this game will be launching as Kirby's Dream Collection. I have a feeling Nintendo's going to change that name in America, and I have a feeling they're going to put angry yeah. eyebrows on the box. Oh, there is a game called Dream Course. Oh, the whole... Yeah, uh, angry Kirby on every US Badass box. Kirby in the US. Yeah, yep. he always has those angry eyebrows. In well, Japan, I mean, he's as happy as possible. In America, well, he's like, I'm angry happy. So, well, we all know Japan's cute culture. And, and America's all about the badasses, yes. Yep, I mean, how else is he going to compete with the Call of Duties? And... That's true. Because naturally, anyone, any, like, <laughs> dude bro that's going to the store is like, 
Oh, I'm gonna totally get the new Gears of War. Whoa, pink puffball with angry eyebrows. Screw Gears of War. I'm getting Kirby. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. <laughs> it's the epitome of manliness. Like, that's true. If you could, if you could play the game and be comfortable doing so. And that means you're comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I am a fan of the Kirby franchise. So as much as we're mocking it, I am looking forward to this collection. Yeah. In September, which is a ways away. But and now it's, it's time for everybody's favorite time of the podcast. Jason's? Oh, am I supposed to be saying it or are you? Yeah, well, that's up in the air. We're just not going to say what it's called. Jason Sales Corner. Yay! Oh, my voice pop. Sales. Sales Corner. <laughs> Jason Sales Corner. Jason Sales Corner. <laughs> he will be running down the numbers that happened in the past. Here's the thing. There aren't any good numbers. All right. Welcome to Jason Sales Corner, everyone. Okay, so NPD, they track all the video game sales. They came out with their main numbers for... May. <laughs> and industry sales numbers are down 28%. Hey, you can't steal my sales corner. It's not Jose's, it's Jason. Aww. Pretend you didn't say that. So industry sales are down 28%. <laughs> no, well, they're down 28%. Um, this continues a multi-month trend of sales I'm going to go down. get some candy. Do you want anything? Just go leave? Just go leave in the middle of my sales corner? You, you don't see me leave in the middle of your rest of the podcast, even though I talk just as much as you, So if not more, so it's actually equal. Whatever. Here, it's actually super quick. It'll be it's super quick. It'll be all of two minutes. Here we go. I guess I'm going to stick around. You know, you spent more time <laughs> complaining about it than it would have taken me to do it. It's that short this time. Cause all right, let's see. All right. It only okay. That was only a minute. All right, let's go. All right, I was lying. It's, I was just lying. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. let's get going. Let's okay. Get going. So, industry sales, multi-month uh, trend of being down, and they're continuing to be down, 20%. Uh, Diablo 3 was actually the number one, no surprise, the number one game of the month. I don't know how. Really? Wait, no, I Diablo know. 3. No, dun- what are they called? Um, dungeon Crawlers? Yeah, Dungeon Crawlers. Well, Diablo. Never mind Dungeon Crawler- Crawlers. The Diablo franchise is huge. Uh-huh. It's the first sequel in, like, forever. That's true. But, yeah, it, it, uh, I don't, we don't release exact numbers, but it's the first time since StarCraft 2 came out that a PC game was number one. And looking at the rest of the top ten... They do need their time in the spotlight, I feel. Yeah. And the rest of the top ten, uh, Call of Duty still on the list. Uh, other multi-platform games, but the only like Nintendo-ish game that's on the list, the only game that's relevant kind of to the Nintendo audience, because I guarantee Call of Duty on Wii did not push it into the top ten. Just Dance Three oh, yeah. continues to be on the chart in tenth place, and I bet everyone's only playing Party Rock. It's in the house tonight. They're yeah. gonna have a good time, and it's coming. Back and they're gonna the lose same. their mind. Do 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 Comic Con, you have to play Party Rock. Okay. Deal. Myself. Deal. We'll record you. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, we'll put it on the site. We'll put it on the site. Here's the thing. It's done. Okay, deal. I'm I'm just saying, here's the thing. If it's anything like E3, it's going to be in a soundproof room. You're going to be surrounded by reps of Nintendo and Freestyle Games, a developer of Sing, who dance along to your singing. So I won't look like a fool. I'll look like I'm hosting the best party in a soundproof room you can imagine. We could just pick a right angle that only shows you. Nope. 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 You gotta be standing in front of some wall. Yeah, I'm standing in front of the screen because you're not supposed to be looking at the game. You're supposed to be looking at the gamepad for Sam. So we're going to be looking at you, basically, because yeah. you're holding the gamepad. But you can pan it. the room and get, and all the Nintendo reps will be party rocking. Oh. Or I could sing Call, Call Me Maybe, although I hate that song. Honestly, I already forgot how it went. Don't remind me. I'm not, because if we put it in a podcast, I don't know if there's any sort of... If I, like, pull it up, I don't know if there's any sort of legal thing. Yeah. Anyway, back to Sales Corner. Well, I, I, Call I, I, Me I, Maybe. I just meant don't sing it. Oh, I'm not going to sing it. I don't even, yeah. Anyway, anyway back to sales core. Uh, so, one game, Just Dance 3 in the top 10, uh, Nintendo did announce that it sold, here's something weird, they didn't break out the numbers. They sold over 285,000 units of their portable and console hardware. So that includes Wii, 
3DS and DSi slash DS Lite. doing really bad. Not necessarily. Well, yeah, the Wii. Oh. <laughs> but um, what, what's interesting is that uh, according to NPD's analyst, Anita Fraser, who... Fraser. It's with a Z. Fraser. Frazier. 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 According to Miss Frazzle, um, yeah, they... The only system that actually didn't decline... In a year-over-year sales comparison for, you know, May 2011, May 2012 was the 3DS, which was up 17%, which which people did the math, and that means it sold 113,000 units in May. So that's out of 285,000 units. That means between the Wii and the DS. So more people Yeah, but I'm just saying that, like, it went up. It seems to have counted for a good chunk of Nintendo sales. So, yeah, the one last tidbit, and this isn't even from MPD, it's from Reggie himself at the analyst meeting. Uh, 3DS har- 3D- we know that 3DS hardware is outperforming DS hardware, that's nothing new. But, so is the software. So if you had any doubts about if people were buying more games or their more hardware, yeah. Uh, software has so far been 10.5 million games in the US. It's a lot of games. Yep. And that, like I said, is a quick creation sales corner. NPD sucks for not releasing more data. I mean, I know they want to make money off their data, but you don't see like the box office people say, "Oh, uh, the Avengers was number one for the eight, for the fourth week," but we're not going to tell you how much it made. Like, yeah. it, like it, it seems kind of weird that we don't get the actual numbers or the or the amount it made or anything. We just get a list, so we actually have no idea how much like how much Just Dance Three sold, for example. Not like oh. we necessarily care, but we don't know. You don't care. You care about Just Dance 3 sales? No. It's sold well enough that they're doing Just Dance 4, and they just released Just Dance Greatest Hits, which is a compilation of the first three Just Dances Wasn't plus two just new dance songs. Summer or something? Yes, they, they're milking it, like Guitar Hero style. Yeah. It's got probably, the bubble will pop pretty soon. Yep. And on that lovely, sad note about Just Dance, um, that pretty much wraps up What's Up With Nintendo this week. It was, you know, E3 scraps and a couple tidbits, and... Thanks to the, what I thought was going to be slower week, but it seems to be just as busy, we dove, in the past week, me and Jose, and also a special guest coming up in a little bit, dove back into the eShop and checked out some other games. So, what have you been playing, Jose? Ooh, just demos, really. Yeah, there's two new ones. Like demos a- and Mario Tennis Online. Oh my god. Mario <laughs> Tennis Online. Um, updated comments on Mario Tennis. Right. Since I have been playing the game online more, my rank has reached... Real quick, before we get to that, for our initial... For our initial uh, impressions of the game, just to uh, plug our old oh, episode. Yes, yes. For our initial impressions, because Jose's adding to what I originally said and adding to what I originally said, um, episode 15, Serving Up Mario Tennis, over at RamTown.com. Check it out. It's in the later part of the episode, as is always the case for what we're playing. Back to you, sir. So as I was saying, um, when I first started playing online back in episode 15, I said that I wasn't exactly sure how they paired you up. It seemed like they paired you up at random. Yeah. But as I've gained a lot of, like I guess what they're calling... Just your points. Your, yeah, your, wow. Let's go out here. My points were gaining. <laughs> so, yeah, my points, I, my rank is, I would assume, mediocre to good right now. So, uh-huh. I've only been playing really, really good people and maybe, like, one really bad person. So, it does kind of match up skill sets. Yeah, like, I haven't had, I haven't been losing um, skill points when I win because of a stupid ranking right. system. But, some people are so good like, Keep in mind, they might be doing the thing where you hold up the system to your face and it auto-moves you. No, no, no. They're... They're better than that. Yeah. You could tell. Like, there was one person that I played that... Um, 
I don't know, I guess not that many people play online, so I actually find myself playing the same person over and over again. Huh. And That's you funny. and when you do know who they are, like, I don't know, sometimes you just start getting mad at them where you're like, oh, it's this person yeah and, <laughs> i don't know why you censored yourself now this whole episode even cursing up the storm but that's okay well i was gonna say something else but, yes yes especially because <laughs> this guy like he destroyed me the first match it was all good like mm-hmm. okay whatever and then i had to play him again and then when he beat me he wouldn't skip his cutscenes, like his replays so, so he, he's rubbing it in your face yeah so he started rubbing it oh, in and, so and, and i'm like oh my god like what that's a, funny what an a-hole and then the third match that I had to get paired up with, I'm like, oh, damn, it's this guy again. So what he does is he doesn't hit any balls whatsoever until, like, I'm one point away from winning the match. He's and toying he, with you. And this then he's amazing. And then he returns everything and catches up and, oh, and wins. So, so just to clarify, these aren't impressions, new impressions of Mario Tennis Open. These are horror stories of opponents in Mario Tennis Impressions <laughs> in the sense that, like, the gaming community, like, this game got it's really... Full of it, jerks? It, no, well, basically, at first I thought... The competitiveness was going to be shot because of that. But it's actually almost more competitive because yeah, people are like, taunting and... Yeah, it, yeah like, peop, like it's you really have to start knowing exactly how to play against every single character. Like, right. when, like when you fight, like, Baby Peach, it's like, okay, uh, do I, I have to stand, like, halfway through the court because their shots curve at this certain right, way? Right, right. Like, it's, it's like training to another Smash Brothers. Wow. Well, that's good. That adds a lot more longevity. Yeah, so it's it's really intense. Now. So yeah, that and the two demos. Right, yeah. Uh, last week, Lego Batman 2, in conjunction with Nintendo's 3DS Software Showcase, oh, God, Batman. that came out. And then this week... You all remember uh, my one-word summary of that? Boring. Demo. Yeah. <laughs> and this week, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man came out of nowhere with a demo. Or Activision came out with a demo out of nowhere for Amazing Spider-Man. So, Batman first. Don't just Spider-Man. And then I'll talk about what I've been playing. And then we'll bring in our special guest to discuss the eShop gem that is Dylan's Roaring Western. So, uh, first, Batman. 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 Uh, um, you go ahead. Alright, well, okay, I don't, I don't want, I'm not, I don't want to be harsh on it because I know... You're gonna be. The game is aimed at, let's say, a younger audience. That's why you found it boring, that was my, that was giving my comment, is for what it is, it's yeah, good I mean, quality game. I mean, it does it's just job, for, like, like I six, mean, years old, six years old. You... You fight this guy, you fight that guy. And it does it well. It, it has sim- good 3D effect. The graphics are nice. Well, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a nice looking the game. The cutscenes are pretty good. Good voice acting. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. I mean, yeah, it's entertaining. It's it, 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 no, very tongue in cheek, like all the Yeah, Lego but games. the gameplay itself, like, I mean, oh, yeah, for us, it's just boring. I mean, right. Well, it's, it's not aimed at us. And it's exactly, I mean, from what other, what few other Lego games I've played, like the Star Wars demo where we, we played it that one time at Yeah, at Nintendo, up at Nintendo, uh, before the 3DS came out, they had those pods. Demo station pods that they set up in major cities around the country, and we went to San Monica one and played Lego Star Wars, and proceeded to put it down and walk away. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, like that, or I, I played like the Harry Potter one, Indiana Jones, like on a friend's like Xbox and uh-huh. whatever. They're all the same game. Yeah, it's exactly the same. It's just and the skin so on top of it. Yeah, well, Batman. It almost has to feel like kind of like how the whole Kirby. Is Batman? Yeah, isn't Batman a little different though? Aren't they doing something different? With it, no, I felt exactly the same time. Oh, me. I could have sworn they. Were and, and even if they were doing something different, just did they like, all have the slow mo? Did they all have the slow mo finishing moves like Batman does? Because that the mm. first time I saw that, when I was like, oh, this is kind of funny because it's totally tongue in cheek. Like they do, like if you're like about to kill one of the other Lego baddies, sometimes they'll do like this swooping camera, and you're like going to slow mo, and you're like sort of spin around Batman a little, and then he'll kick him. Oh, I didn't really notice. Oh, uh, that too... was that was I when I saw that, I'm like, this has to be a parody. This is like. <laughs> Like, half the time when I was playing through the demo, just like, okay, I'm just going to get through this just so I could at least say I beat the demo once. Right. Well, here's the thing. It is aimed at a younger audience. Uh, I found I thought the exact same thing about the gameplay, but I feel like 
turn to production values and stuff, it's gonna be a good good sell for the kids. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Good sell for the kids. 3D was better than the Star Wars one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the 3D was actually quite nice. Like, they... There was some good depth. I mean, it's hard to make 3D... I mean, I haven't played a game or owned a game where I actually said, wow, the 3D is horrible. I've always thought it's there. Yeah. But... Yeah, yeah, but this, this one had some good depth. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't anything mind-blowing, but it was definitely... Things were set back pretty far. You were, it was almost like you were playing through Lego dioramas, going from, like... Because it's room-based, so it's like you go from one Lego set to the next Lego set. So, that's pretty much... Yeah, but I agree with you that for gamers who are looking for, like, actual games, basically anyone listening to this, not your cup of tea. But I think it's still worth mentioning since, you know, it's on the eShop. It's something that's in, you can give impressions for, and that's what we're here for, so... That's Batman. Yeah, it's a good. Make a good gift for your your young cousins or yep. brothers or whatever. Yep. And then there was going with the superhero theme, uh, leading up to it's the movie coming out on July third, I think. There was the Amazing Spider-Man game from Activision, which kind of surprised me. It's I was better expecting than the Batman one. Well, that's not saying much. I was <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't anything mind blowing, but I was surprised that it wasn't side scrolling. I for some reason I don't know why. Thought it would be a two and a half D side score, much like the DS ones, just in 3D. Well, but no, it, it was like a full 3D world, like beat 'em up, like kind of like Spider Man 2 back on the N64. Because it was almost like when you play, it's like, wait, what? I'm getting a full game? Like, yeah, it was like, like I was I'm, expecting I'm, I'm, some super cheap platforming cash in, and now it's just a super cheap third person action game cash in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, like you point out when you were playing it to the fire. Mm. Yeah. C- corners work. You just had to bring that up when I had a mouthful of water, so I couldn't immediately react, didn't you? But yeah, it, uh, the fire, oh man. So there's a scene where there's you're going running through a subway car and there's fires on either side. The fire, keep in mind, this is a game in 3D. It's flat 2D looping, basically a looping GIF. Like, like <laughs> That's six, all it and is. And it's like six frames almost. Yeah, like it's, it's like it's like a GIF. It's like really, or a crappy GIF from like yeah. 1997. But it's just like, and it's flat. So in a 3D game, flatness stands out. I mean, Nintendo, in Super Mario 3D Land, they really played that up with like the cardboard the wooden goombas versus the real goombas and you stomp on the real ones and you can break through the like, cardboard ones or even sticker star like you can make flat look good but not in this well no 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 but my point is nintendo showed with oh, 3d yeah. land look you can tell the difference between flat and real and then they put flat fire in this is such a nitpicky thing but it's just like if you're gonna put in a game demo no, at least it, make it, it stands out. if you play the it demo you're gonna be like wait wow like yeah and it's off to the side it's literally in like a corner but it just you immediately catches your eye. I mean, I'm not that big of a graphics like buff, and I thought that was like. Yeah, I'm not a huge graphics guy either. I mean, honestly, here's the thing with Spider-Man as a whole. Ignoring that, graphics weren't bad. More nice and special, but you know they did the job. There's one scene where you're crawling through a tunnel as Spider-Man, and in 3D it does look kind of cool because you basically see Spider-Man's shoulder and heads, and then this endless tunnel, and then you go down the tunnel, and at one point you're looking down into the room below you, and there are like some guards talking or whatever. And there's a metal grating you're looking through, and it's like a four-layer thing, because you have Spider-Man, the tunnel, the grating, with the grating, the guys, and then the floor of that room. So that's kind of cool. That shows some cool depth. But um, in terms of gameplay, it's a beat-em-up. It's an yeah. action beat-em-up. It's it kind reminded of... me a lot of, um, what is it, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Oh, where it's just like you hammer a button and yeah, then you dodge, get, yeah, and you hammer, hammer another button and you dodge. Yeah, but, yeah, and if you dodge it right, like he does like a really cool like dodging animation. He does and, some cool finishing moves, and, like, too. What else I like The dodging animation... It's kind of like the thing, like, he'll, like, yeah. The, he does, like, a backflip. And then if you hammer... Crazy back, grabs him with, like, his legs, does this crazy twirl. Yeah, that you can also do. You don't even have to necessarily dodge to do that. I was doing that just by hammering the attack button. But one one neat Spider-Man-esque thing is that uh, it has this, like, zip line that you can do with your web. Like, the web, what do they call it? Web. The web shooter? Web, no, web, web, 
had a word. They had web a word launchers? For it. I don't web, know. I don't know. But basically, you use you hit X on the 3DS, and then you get um, this like spidey view, and you have this little cursor that you can move anywhere in the world. And then when you pre- when you let go of the cursor, or when you set the cursor, Spider-Man will zip line to it on his web. So that's kind of neat. And they play that up in the boss battle, but not well. That boss battle is insane. Uh, I don't Ain't know. Like I a bad, it was insane in like a stupid way. Like you have to use that zip line See, thing, thing to I hit the it. enemy, but you can only aim at the enemy if they're in line of sight. But if they're in line of sight, then they see you and they move. So then you have to go find them again and then zip line them again. And it's just like, I mean, I got eventually. It wasn't oh. like hard. It was just kind of like, I was standing, basically the enemy was hiding behind pillars. So I was on one side of the pillar and they were like the 90 degree turn right on the other corner. Like, you know, right around the corner from me. Yeah. I couldn't aim at them because there's a pillar between us. So if I got in line with them so I could aim the, the zip line thing, they saw me and moved. It was like, this is silly. But the game itself, you know, it's definitely a movie cash in. It's nothing super special. But I'm very surprised that, that I was very surprised to see it on the eShop. Yeah, it's definitely one of the better movie cash ins. Mm-hmm. I agree. And they're actually, I mean, the eShop, they're really ramping up demos soon. They still have Rhythm Thief coming, apparently. They, oh, they're doing um, they're doing Kingdom Hearts. They're gonna have a demo of that pretty soon, oh. probably in July if I had to guess. Probably like a week or two before launch. Um, I think that comes out like what July thirtieth. Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Dream Drop Distance. Such know. a dumb name. Yeah, I know yeah. 3D. Ha ha ha. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it'd be weird for them not to have it. I mean, Birth by Sleep. Actually, that's not. No, that and bad, that doesn't. But... And the system wasn't called the BBS. <laughs> it wasn't the Bulletin Board system. It was. <laughs> but no, it's I don't know. But yeah, those were those two. Obviously, those were only playing for like forty-five minutes total. The game I sunk some time into was uh, Donkey, the Game Boy version of Donkey Kong, commonly known as Donkey Kong '94. It's um, I got it for free through Club Nintendo. I have coins. How, how Club Nintendo works is you may or may not know is every end of every June, set, set number of, a coin, of your coins will expire. The coins you accumulate from doing surveys, and Mine were set to expire. I had 60 that were about to expire. And I was like, you know what? Mar- or Donkey Kong 94 is free right now. Might as well get it. Or not free, but 100 coins. So free in terms of real life money. So, oh, you know, I paid the 40 extra coins that weren't going to expire. You and made I a got really good choice. That's I did. Awesome. I'm very happy with the game. It First of all, I forgot the Game Boy could do that good of animation. Like the original Game Boy. Totally Mario moves really smoothly. Like did, his little backflips and stuff, really smooth. Did you watch um, the, the tutorial trailer? Like if you just see the screen running? I did not, but... I figured it out. Oh no! Well, that's it. Like, just because it's pretty funny because it's like a, it's almost like he's like in the, on stage and there's like an audience and then like the curtain opens and then Mario bows and then like he shows you all his moves and oh, then like man, he falls and he pretends to get hurt and people are, like are clapping and then like, he bows again and does. Okay, like, yeah, I need to watch that. But no, the whole game is. I really like the game. It's uh, it's funny because like I've always heard, oh, Donkey Kong '94 is what inspired Mario versus Donkey Kong. Like that's the, on Game Boy Advance and DS. That's a spiritual successor, and I. So when I started playing, the first four levels were straight up Donkey Kong, like arcade Donkey Kong. And I was like, um, this seems like Donkey Kong, not Mario versus Donkey Kong. Then, after you beat those four levels, which is really just the exposition yeah, for the story, yeah, then all of a sudden you're going through these, like, various levels of puzzle platforming where you have to get a key and you try and get these three items and you have to open a door to say Peach or you do, like, these boss battles with Donkey Kong and throwing barrels at him and etc. And it's very Mario versus Donkey Kong. I mean, um, like, if, it even does that thing where it shows Donkey Kong running to the door. Yeah. Squeezing, squeezing in, in. And then, is it is it still Pauline right there? Yeah, it's Pauline. Yeah, so. Yeah, no, but the game's really good. I'm somewhere in World 2 right now, so I'm still pretty early on. But um, it's really fun. I really like it. And it's uh, the puzzle platforming. Like, it's a nice... 
Mario's movesets are kind of cool because he has some unique moves. Like, he can do backflips to jump extra high. And he also has some moves that you could see where they're borrowing from Mario games. Like, it's a nice mashup for Mario and Donkey Kong. I mean, Kong. this one, did, did, didn't this one do it first, though? Like, Which? I like the backflip jump. He did, and the, the backflip, And the yeah. triple jump. Well, it, doesn't it, have, it doesn't have triple jump. It has a, it has a handstand jump. And I mean, it has a... Because it's also a jump where like you jump and later you could go on your hands and then jump from your hands and then jump. Yeah, but again. oh right, but you have to land on your hands. So it's not yeah. quite triple jump. Oh, I guess it is. Yeah, it is. Cause so yeah, yeah, it has those. But you can also see it borrowing from other. Like obviously, Donkey Kong's a huge influence. The arcade version. Oh, yeah. The levels are structured much like that, um, but with pull levers and pulleys and bridges and tunnels and yeah, they keep tunnels, they keep adding all these. They things. do every world. From what I can tell, I mean, I'm only on world two. But like it seems they, like they every do. world they add a new thing. And with Dude, the ladder, there's a ladder you can get that lets you, um, you know, climb to any part oh. level. I didn't know you could place it wherever you want. So I always would put it smack oh, in the middle of the screen. Oh, yeah, and then like, it freezes the screen and then... Yeah, and then there's a grid, goes. and there's a grid that lets you put it wherever you want, but you can't see the grid. It's just like a ladder and, in a box. And I was like, music. oh, so that's where it goes. And then one one time I accidentally hit the stick. I'm like, whoa, it moves? And I was all excited. <laughs> and the music cues you, like, to how much time you have left. Yeah, yeah. But um, what I was going to say is you could see the influence of the other franchises. The levels are Donkey Kong design. Mar- some of Mario's moves are straight out of, oddly, Super Mario Brothers 2. Doki Doki Panics, you know, the one that was released. Oh, yeah. His item grabbing and being able to carry items over his head and Emmys over his head and standing on Emmys as they move, that's yeah. straight out of Mario Bros. 2, which I thought was kind of cool because that game doesn't really get referenced anymore. Like, we never hear of Except Wart. Except Birdo. <laughs> well, yeah, but we never hear of, like, Wart. Whatever happened to Wart? He died. I guess. <laughs> but that was the Bowser equivalent for those yeah. who don't know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, no, the game... Super fun. It's how much is it normally? I mean, I got it for free. Mm, Four bucks, know. five bucks. I just had it for whatever the Game price. Boy? Whatever the price. Game Boy. Yeah, just normally. Yeah, Game Boy. Whatever the price. Definitely check it out. It's really fun. Um, I would say it's definitely definitely worth whatever price it is. It is. It, it can't totally be. Is. It can't be more than ten bucks. No, no, no. It's like six at most. Well, it's, yeah, it's virtual console. So. It's definitely worth it. And surprisingly, Game Boy games. I mean, this is probably old news for a lot of people, but Game Boy games display quite nicely on the 3DS screen. Hmm. Like, I thought it'd be harder to see than it is. Like, it's very... It's pretty crisp and easy. It takes up only, like, two-thirds two of the screen, but obviously because of the resolution difference. But, yeah. It's a really fun game. Um, one, not, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, just, like, one thing that I actually remember, this thing that was really cool about that game, if I remember correctly, like, every time you go to a new world, mm-hmm. like, it shows, like, Donkey Kong running to the new yeah. world, but, like, they... they, they that currency implements the new gameplay yes, mechanic yeah. that... That's why I was saying when I was saying it introduces a new one every world is the cutscene... Yeah. The whole thing has a lot of cutscenes, surprisingly. And um, when you yeah, when you jump from world to world, what it does is it introduces the new cutscene by having Donkey Kong use against Mario and then Mario overcome it in like a 10-second mini-movie mini thing. Yeah. Like, cutscene. Like I remember there was like this ice world like towards the end where like Mario's jumping on blocks and then disappears so he has to jump back and then he figures out that there's these kind of special blocks that you could push and like they won't disappear, so... Yeah. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah, and also, uh, also one other thing it borrows is from Mario... From Mario game. 3, it borrows the world map. The world map looks a lot like Mario 3. Like, for each level... Oh. I mean, it's a, it's a very linear course. There's no I, there's no enemies or anything along the way. But the world map looks kind of like a simplified Mario 3 map. So it is neat how it drew on multiple games. Yeah, it's a really deep game for... It is. It's, like it's, it's super long, I think. It has nine levels? I mean, nine worlds. It has, it has nine, nine worlds. I don't remember how many worlds. I think it has nine worlds. And the first world, which is... Each world's a different theme. I mean, you mentioned ice. World one is... Uh, constru- uh, world zero, which is the classic Donkey Kong's obviously a construction yard. Then world one is a city. World two is a forest. That's where I'm at now. and Or a jungle or something. And yeah. it keeps going. Yeah, there's like but a cloud world. world yeah, world one world. only had... Like five Six levels. levels. 
World 2 has, like, 12 or something. Like, I'm, I'm wondering how much they're going to keep upping it as I go through the uh, game. But I it's definitely it's a deep... That, but it's, yeah, it's definitely a deep game. I mean, yeah, I can tell and, just from what I've played so far. And if you can make it to the final boss, that's the real treat. Don't spoil uh, it. Do not spoil it. Do not Oh my god, spoil I mean, just because it's so cool. Especially don't spoil it on... A, other uh, people might not offer it. For nothing that's true. Else. The game technically just came out. No, so it's, not, it's been on... It's, whoops, I just kicked the table. Ha. It's been on... um the eShop for a little while now. No, yeah, but I mean, it's like saying like, oh, I don't want to spoil the ending to Mass Effect 3. Right, right. I mean, that game <laughs> The been... ending that everyone hated. Yeah. Oh, why did I pick that game? Um... That'll be on Wii U. Maybe with the new ending built in. Who knows? That's true. But yeah, so that, that's Marvel vs. Donkey Kong. Um, as we mentioned a minute ago, we do have a special guest for our last game, our last what we're playing, because we're personally not playing it, but he is, uh, or was. It's Dylan's Rolling Western, and we're going to be bringing in Jose's brother Elvis, who previously, way back in February, was on an episode to discuss Metal Gear Solid, and he gave pretty good impressions. So we thought we'd invite him back. I mean, he's and the you know, and, be... and and more to point, he's Jose's brother, so we know him, and he's the only one who has played the game, and we want to talk about it. <laughs> so for those two reasons, more than anything else, we're bringing him in. So I mean, it's just convenient that he happens to be a really good, like, reliable source for that. Anyway, yes. So. so we he will be here right about now. Here I am. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So, uh, Elvis, you've been playing Dylan and Drawing Western. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you sound very confident about your playing of Dylan and Drawing Western. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about the game. We've been wanting to talk about it forever, but, you know, podcasts have been busy. So, what, what are your thoughts on it? Well, it's Nintendo's take on a third-person uh, tower, tower defense? Yeah, tower yeah. defense. Yeah. And so you're just an armadillo with mm-hmm. your companion. I forgot his name. <laughs> he uh, wears. A, I know he wears like a. He, he's, he's a gopher. Yeah, like, yeah. Is his name Goofy? Maybe. No. no. Goofy. Everybody. No. Res- everybody thinks he's a squirrel, though. I don't know why he doesn't have a tail. Oh, Nintendo humor! <laughs> Mistaking go- gophers for squirrels. And I they could... all have a Western accent. Of course, because it's in the West. I mean, Dylan's rolling Westerns in the name. But it's an all-text dialogue. But so but they can still write with the accent. They don't have an accent. Oh yeah, you can write with the accent. Anyway, um, so it's Tower Defense. So. I know it's like it's like oh, whoa that makes noise I shouldn't lift that I know <laughs> I know it, uh, <laughs> it's referring to a Street Fighter Cross Tekken piggy bank I was moving it and that made noise anyway pockets had money in it anyway back on track um it has like doesn't it have like two different gameplay modes like you're collecting stuff in one uh, part and then you're <clears> using it as the tower defense and like another yeah so just part. just how the game works yeah like, like what's like the f- flow of it so well taking well I guess. People are hiring you to defend them from enemies called Grocks, and mm-hmm. so <laughs> Grocks. I think I'm pretty sure. Sure, okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, we believe it. It's just like, where are they getting these? Are they like grouchy rocks or something? Uh, like... They are rocks, and there's different oh, rocks. Rock. Grouchy rock. It's like the G from Grouchy. Grock. Right. That's why I made the joke. Are they grouchy <laughs> rocks? Thank you for killing the punch. They're killing the joke by explaining it. Anyway, continue. So in every level, <laughs> this just this the, the quality of this podcast just nosed over the last minute. Anyway, <laughs> nose dived. Nose dived. Nose dove isn't a word. I, I was. I like to think that it was already all the way at the bottom, so it could. Only You're right. Get we, did have a, we did have a conversation about Subway at one point. And Chris. <laughs> Yeah, you, see, if you, I mean, like, you were here sitting in silence the whole time, so you would know. I do but, know. <laughs> yeah. like, the, like the cats. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the cats, I thought they were like dribble. Anyway. The kitty, oh, the kitty comes with the five, four, three. Right, okay. And at the end, of this, they had the seal. Mm-mm, good. Right. Toasty. Oh, Toasty. Mm-mm, good. I'm sorry, Quiznos. Mm-mm, good is like. Are they sing the song? Wait, who's mm-mm, good? Five, four, three. 
Anyway, you know what? We're going to get back to Dungeon Drawing Western. So, Grox. Right. Uh, Gra- Grouchy Rocks. Oh, okay. So, in every level, you have a map set out in the bottom screen or layout. And in, in the beginning, you have like two minutes to gain a bunch of resources, which uh-huh. you enter in mines or just destroy rocks. Do they just like kind of pop up when you hit them? Or like, do you actually have to like do anything? Uh, like, is well, it, like, when you town? go inside a mine, uh, I guess it's the same style as fighting, but you just uh, basically just grind up rocks. Oh. And little minerals come out. So Nintendo didn't go, oh, we have a touchscreen. Let's have them use the touchscreen to, like, dig up the rocks like they do. Oh, well, you fighters. use the touchscreen to um, roll into the rocks. Ah, so you, okay. Like, oh, right, because the game's all touchscreen control. Or half of motion, it. yeah. Other attacks. Yeah. And, uh, well, half of, half of it, half of the two minutes you get before the fight, mm-hmm. you get resources. And the other half, you have to get, like, a bunch of shrubs, which are, like, I guess, feed the livestock of the people. So literally, shrubbery. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. you feed the equivalent of pigs in their world. Uh-huh. Because, uh, well, once... Well, I'll get to that later. <laughs> and, yeah, and then there's a bunch of secrets where you can sell. So, yeah, after basically after the two minutes, you go to the village, and then you sell everything to get as much money as you can to for that money to build towers, which I guess help. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, weren't they help with the battle parts? Because aren't the towers shooting the grocks or whatever as they're entering as you fight them separately or something? Oh, uh, yeah, but, like, for the most part, uh, you much. do the fight on your own. Oh, okay. But they, they you're just not strategically placing your towers. <laughs> no, well, they, you'll, you only get, like, enough... Because in every single um, town, mm-hmm. they give you a, a money limit. Oh, okay. So that's however many towers you In the buy. beginning, yeah. 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 So you can only put like three towers. Right. Or more. Right. Or less. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Any number that's greater or less than three you can use. <laughs> or even equal to. So after the... Oh, and then so while you're collecting, there's going to be like a little reminder thing and the sky turns all red. And I guess you have like one minute left or something mm-hmm. to do all your shenanigans. <laughs> And once, oh, once the fight starts, the grogs come off, come out of specific craters. Mm-hmm. So I guess you don't have to put your towers right away. You could just see where they're going, right? And then put your towers where, um, where they're heading toward, what route they take, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, usually for the most part, the towers just weaken them for you a little bit. So then, then you for, just so attack fight, them. Yeah. So once you make contact with one of them, mm-hmm. it goes into like a little square thing. Like, like a, a little... battle screen? Yeah, it goes into <laughs> a different battle screen, uh-huh. which I could, well, I do is roll into them. Yeah, that's where the, them. Is that where the touch screen comes in with the attacking? or? Yeah, you have to slide uh, t- the touch screen opposite of where you want to go. So if you want to go, if you want to dash oh, up, like you're, you're like you slide rep- it down. So you're like repping it, kind of. Like you pull back to like yeah. slingshot yourself forward. Yeah. Okay. And then you could always oh, oh, different up oh yeah and then you could do other attacks but you have to like get upgrades right and so I guess for the upgrades you could like upgrade your boots or your bandana or like claws I imagine claws oh, would help attack boots would help speed bandana would help stylishness I think the I think the boots make a bigger explosion when you like make contact into them oh well, that's logical of course. <laughs> Exploding boots, perfect. And then there's claws, so there's, which is a different attack. Which, like, once you hit him, you can tap in the screen to do multiple attacks on different uh-huh. ones. Or the uh, and and I think the bandana or one of them just makes less time to like build the power when you're rolling. Doesn't help you charm the ladies in the villages or whatever. 
no. <laughs> Unless you want to get with ducks. With ducks? Or... Oh, actually, I don't I'm, know how I'm good on the ducks front, but thanks for checking. <laughs> um, so, so um, I guess big fat frogs. Big fat frogs. Oh, that's more up my alley now. <laughs> um, so, how you how you like it? Like, how are the controls? I mean, because I'm lefty, so if I were to play it, would it be cumbersome? Because, like, can you use the stick or the buttons to move if you're using the touchscreen to uh, pull back? Or I'm not sure if it goes for lefties. That would kind of suck if it didn't. Yeah, because you move with the circle pad. Right, and only the circle pad. I think so. Well, that that's that's twice now that Nintendo's done that to me. So Icarus you, and Miyamoto doesn't like left-handed. Dude. But he is left-handed. He wants he's to get self- rid of left-handed gamers. He's a self-hater. <laughs> and he tries to improve on himself. Okay. Sure. I'll buy that. It is the easiest way. I mean. It's really not. But the easiest way is to adapt and make everyone happy. But that's... No. Oh, well, yeah. You want yes. to market to there's more people. There's more right-handed people. So yeah, but they're leaving out a market of lefties. I'm not going to buy the game if I can't play the game. <laughs> but, um... So what, how you actually, not having other mechanics, how you like it? Is it good? How's it compare to, like, do you, have you played other tower defense? How's it compare? Uh, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> Maybe this look of horror. So, <laughs> so is it... Well, you well, the game. Did you, did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, I, well, there are... Well, when the game came out, there's been, like, a slurge of third party, I mean, third person defense. Tower defense game. Tower defense game. I didn't realize there were that many. No, I the, thought oh, PSN and like Xbox. right. No, I know, but I thought like, yeah, like this one was, was like Dylan next... the first one or hmm? like the, was Dylan's Growing Western like the first of its kind, and then all the others came out like no, right no, after? no, no. There, there was some before like this oh, one was okay. like mech suits, and there's one with okay. like, aliens and I saw like yeah, a lot of them were like first person shooters. Oh, those. combined with and then you, with yeah, tower yeah. defense. But uh, this one's well fine or portable. I I rather have a tower defense or the portable right. than like on a PC. Right, even if it's with armadillos instead of mechs. Yeah. <laughs> and boots that explode instead of awesome guns. <laughs> what about Dylan? Do you actually like Dylan? Like, yeah, you... how's Dylan? I've seen online some people are like, he should be in Smash, in the next Smash Bros. Like, is he, uh, is he that cool of a character? Or I guess he plays it cool, like, doesn't take shit from no one. <laughs> but uh, he usually doesn't talk. It's usually his partner talking for her, for him. Hmm. So, so, link. so it, it's very, yeah, very Link or He's Mario or Samus. type, I guess. Well, Samus up till other round, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. What about um, the graphics? Yeah. The graphics? <laughs> Did they say graphics? <laughs> Did they say graphics? <laughs> <laughs> so first your voice cracked. I think you're I think you're aging backward. I think you're Benjamin Buttoning over the course of this episode. You went from normal voice to cracking voice to baby talk in the span of about an hour and a half. Good job. Well, next you'll live longer? No, you just will I don't know what that would mean. You won't even exist in the next episode because you won't you won't you I'm just going to assume for my convenience that once I reach the youngest point, I'm going to start <laughs> aging back to normal. That, that's a horrible assumption to me. But anyway, <laughs> d- he does have a point. How are the graphics in the game? <laughs> well, the graphics are pretty cool. I mean, well, Does it actually like look good even though it's a download title? Yeah, the 3D, well, yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't play without 3D because it looks really awesome. Right. Especially since you're going really fast rolling around. The... So it's just kind of like... He's like at the forefront, and all and the depth is just the world around you. Yeah, basically. Right. So like most third person. It looks games. cool. Yeah, that's cool. It's like one of the downloads that like you should have if you don't already, since it came out a long time ago. Right. Um, for those who don't have it. Yes, indeed. Uh, what was I guess how do you have to remember how much? Should, I uh, I wasn't asking. It was ten bucks. Ten. Yeah, that's one of the more expensive eShop games, isn't it? Yeah, but remember, it's pretty long. It's a long game. Yeah. I. I remember someone saying or reading it was over almost 20 hours of gameplay. That's a good chunk of game. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm thinking you're doing the same thing, but I mean, you, I think you get like later. Like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah. I mean, they, he was saying that you get yeah, like, 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 you get like, different they, boss. They, yeah, they always people. introduce different boss people. Right. Like, you get your Doesn't shooting. get re- and that helps it from getting repetitive yeah. at all. Yeah. Also, well, the different types of attacks, also. Right, right. Well, yeah. that, uh, anything else you want to share about the game while you're here, since you're not very on um, very often? Well, I, gu- uh, well, I guess, uh, <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say more about the gameplay, but... Oh, yeah, go for it. I just came. <laughs> well, um, well, I guess since it does get harder, mm-hmm. the first round is usually never hard, because um, they usually let you know what routes the grogs are going to take, okay. since you can't put many defenses. Right, right. And it's mostly based off you fighting. Do they then drop that later on? What do you mean? The, the, the pre-shown routes? Oh, well, or do the, they always show it? They show, like, well, the whole map is a bunch of routes that uh-huh. the grass could take, but for they always don't take all of them. Like, uh, there's only, like, like, two or three routes that to take. So it's just, like, here's all the possibilities. Yeah, so you don't know where they're going right, to come from. Right, right. And then the mini-map shows you where they are, too. So you really need to be smart with, like, placing your tower at a fork in the road or something, for yeah. example. So, yeah. like, yeah, in the first round... And the few routes they take is, like, the ones that they're most likely going to take. Right. And can you see them, like, straight out on the map, like, oh, they're taking the left or the right? Uh, we got, well, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, during, oh, they also attack your towers, and the only way you can see them if you, is if you have watchtowers out. So if they destroy the watchtowers, you won't be able to see if they're going, if they're near the right. village. right. So they're kind of important. Sounds like that can make the game kind of intense because not only are you fighting them, but now you have to make sure you're guarding your towers while fighting them while preventing them from going to the village all at the same yeah. time. I just say I'm pretty slow, right? I'm assuming, or they are yeah. grumpy rocks. They can't move that fast. They're boulders. And uh, yeah, yeah, they move fairly slow, but some move quicker than others. Oh, uh-huh. there goes that. <laughs> and uh, so, so oh yeah, so back to the shrubs. Mm-hmm. So you go feed the livestock, which I guess for counts as the life bar i guess for the village so oh, like if they take too much of the livestock then oh, they'll just take all of them well, yeah yeah so you could i guess you could allow some to enter but it, you do your doors do have defenses mm-hmm. and you could upgrade the doors but like like i said you only have enough money to like upgrade like one side of the door right so you have to be so you gotta upgrade the right door yeah you have to figure yeah and like yeah so once you take once you break that door it makes it easier for the other ones to go in mm-hmm and so I guess you could like, at most you could probably like two in and eat your little pigs, but by that time you're probably dead. After <laughs> two, that that's a morbid note to end on. It's not because you're like, and with that I am done. <laughs> but it does sound like a really cool game. So you would so final break is you would recommend it to anyone that has a VDS or anyone who has involved in it. <laughs> that yes, too. I would. Recommend yes, it. until it needs to bring up more first party. They were doing really well with eShop and we first just party. Pushmo and Pushmo and Don't Join Western, the uh, Sakura Samurai. No, I'm talking about Nintendo game. That is Nintendo. Sakura Samurai is Nintendo. Nintendo made Sakura Samurai. Nintendo themselves. Nintendo made Sakura Samurai in the same way they made Pushmo and they made Don't Join Western, in that they worked with uh, other outside developers and combined their work, combined those developers' stuff with people from internally at Nintendo and made a game together. Oh. Well, yes. they did need to start off strong to attract people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think they did that, but now now they just can't let... <laughs> but it. now that you have the 3DS, now you're... Screwed. Yeah, now you have to. Now they have to really keep it going, basically. They can't just let it fall to the way. Because they got our attention. Yeah, they got the attention. They got to hold the attention. And now we're just, like, staring at them, and they're, like... Uh, and actually, they're, like, retreating. Hey, guys. <laughs> Look, there's... Here's Lego Batman. Here you go. Oh, it's a demo. Maybe that's why they're releasing other games that's partly downloaded. So it's like, oh... 
I hope not. I hope they're not just like, I hope they're not like, you want a game like Push More Dylan? Well, here's Mario 2, which you could just go buy in stores anyway. Like, I really hope they keep doing new eShop games, but I guess the only time will tell. Oh, yeah, hopefully the, those games are replaced, downloadable games. Yeah, exactly. Um, They didn't announce anything at E3, though, but... I don't know. No uh, they announced no eShop stuff. Or no, they announced Pokemon. They do have two things. They have Pokemon AR Searcher. I think in Those America's... Apps, no, the Pokemon one's a game. I think in America's called Pokemon know, I, Dream Catcher or something. Yeah, like I saw that gameplay of it. It's, it's definitely more of an app. Well, it's like a super simplistic game, but uh, same different. Uh, yeah. It's like Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Snap yeah. removing the steroids. Steroids. Steroids? Yeah. Apps. Because... Oh, I get it. He's saying it's the core idea of Pokemon Snap where you're pointing and shooting. To capture something that's not a gun, using a gun, yeah, but there's no gameplay around it. You're literally just like, "There's a Pokemon," and you point your 3ds uh, at it and you capture it. Yeah, can remember Pokemon Snap? There's like a full environment and everything, mm-hmm. and this is like yeah. you're looking around your room. You see like this clear blob Wait, in the corner. Yeah. yeah, it's it's and the interesting thing is it will take the Pokemon you catch in this, and if you play Black or White two when they come out this fall um, on your 3ds versus the DS, mm-hmm. you can import the Pokemon you catch in the AR game. Into the game, into and Pokemon Black and White, and then the Pokemon like flies around and makes that their eight bit noise. They're a thing, yeah. Yeah, and then you just have to like keep them in the cursor long enough, and then for the meter to fill up, and then it just captures them, and that's it. That's boring. I know people <laughs> on the internet wanted uh, Pokemon. Pokemon Snap for the Wii U. I said for really when the three cool. D, that'd be really cool. The the, the the gamepad makes perfect sense. You just hold it up, and yeah. there's your camera's uh, viewfinder. It makes almost too much. Sense. It makes too much sense. So they're not gonna do it. But <laughs> I, I remember when the, I remember when the three DS uh, first came out. Or not my first time. In one of our early episodes of the show, I was saying that Pokemon Snap would be perfect on 3DS because it's the gyro. But oh, it makes even sense. more sense on Wii U now that we know more about the Wii U. So, so Black and White 2 is not going to have 3D? Since no, it's, it's, it's just it's for DS. It's for original DS and it can oh. be played on 3DS with the bonus feature of... Having the compatible apps. Yeah, having AR the AR game and also po- Pokedex Pro, which would be a pay version of that free Pokedex app. That has all Pokemon. All the yeah, every single Pokemans. Mm. Oh, mind blow! I just remember mind blow. Who who announces that when they're shared? Because that's how I was. Okay, go. Um, Shuppet, the Pokemon. Do you know who Shuppet I, is? I I I maybe just is it a ghost? Tell it. Yeah, it's a ghost. Yeah, the one and that the evolves. Tissue? The one that evolves into Bayonet. Yeah, the tissue. Yeah, the, the one that's the tissue with the pointy yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks exactly like Rotom, but without the thing. Wait, the thing. What? Okay, this is Jose. Okay, okay, keep in mind, this is audio. This is audio. You can't just move your hand and go. Okay, the thing bro, and we'll know okay, what you're no, this about. Pokemon. Well, it doesn't look like, it. It looks like another one. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. You know that one Pokemon. If you take out a part of him, he looks like another one. Okay, okay. Let, let me try again, but better. Yeah. Okay. Rotom is a small orange Pokemon that basically looks like a ball with a spiky head. Okay. And if you put like a cloth over him, he looks identical to Shuppet, which is a ghost. And Much like you put a sheet over someone to have them be right, a ghost so, costume. Yeah, and, and, I get it. Yeah, and they're both, ghost, and they're both ghost Pokemon. That made sense now. So, Rotom has little electrical arms. No, yeah, so but, someone chopped them off. No, but that's it. But, like, but it's just some of those are him because like the... Because every Rotom... I mean every Rotom. Every Shepard that you catch comes with an item called the Reaper Cloth. So it's like, oh, it's a cloth that he has over himself. And even though, like, oh, it evolves into Bayonet, which is like this possessed doll. Like the Pokedex says it's a doll that became a Pokemon because of a grudge. But Rotom can possess objects. So, no, just like that tiny little... Well, that's tidbit. cool. <laughs> so, if you put a class over Rotom, it becomes a Bayonet? It becomes a Shepard? No, it becomes a Shepard? If, yeah. if Pokemon really existed, yes. No, oh, wait. There's you're no, not, there's no put cloth over Pokemon option in any of the games. Like, so. the, way the, en- the way the Pokedex entry is written and the way the Pokemon look, like, it's really safe to assume that they're, like, connected. 
Even though they probably... Well, they've, they've done stuff like that before. It's always cool when they do that. Yeah, like, there's like a lot of... Like um, Gengar's and Evil Clefairy. What? Oh, yeah, Clefairy. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, Cle- Whoa! Clefairy Shadow. Hold on! Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on! They do look the same now that you mentioned it. Hold on! <laughs> Someone's mind got blown. Seriously, that was more of a mind blow than well, because So, wait, wait, wait. This so is more Gengar, of an image thing. Wait, so Gengar is Clefairy's shadow? What? It's like a theory. Oh, well. Is there any evidence... Any Pokedex references? I, there, I think there was. Well, I don't remember. Well, the fact that Gengar is a shadow. The way they describe Gengar also. What? Okay, I, I need to, like, recover from this mind-blowing moment. So I think I... Should we wrap up the podcast so I can fully yeah, can digest tell- this information? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Okay. Uh, especially since, so. like, this, like, first-gen thing, so you can tell it's definitely more... More thought out, because those Pokemon were cooler? Yeah. No, the, I said no, it. No, yeah, I said it. I don't think... <laughs> Oh. The early Pokemon were better than the current batch. I'm sorry, there's a Pokemon that looks like an ice cream cone and a Pokemon that looks like a refrigerator. I'm, I'm, Those I'm, are I'm glad you think Jinx is so cool. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I didn't t- I'm not naming specific Pokemon, except I just did. But <laughs> I'm talking about the generation overall. I lost this argument. What you got in the racist Pokemon? How do you how do you get out of that one? I don't think Jinx I don't is know, cool. I, I actually never liked Jinx before I even knew the like racist. Just, I mean, wrong with black no, no, no. Oh god. No, I meant like I never liked Jinx because I was like, this doesn't feel enough like a Pokemon. It's too human. But and then I found out the whole racist factor. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm good. With... I don't know. I mean, <laughs> nothing. I don't know. But there's, there's definitely a nostalgia factor to it. That I mean, too. but I'm sorry. There's no, one that looks like a refrigerator. A refrigerator. That's, that's Rodon possessing a refrigerator. Oh, that changes And that's Rodon possessing a lawnmower and a washing machine. See, I didn't realize that. Shows how out of the loop I am. Anyway, see, on that see, note, I'm going to yeah. recover my scattered thoughts from the Clefairy Gengar mind-blowing blown, moment. <laughs> but uh, that pretty much concludes this episode of Ramtown Podcast, right, guys? Number what? Number 18. 18. Oh, it's testing you guys. Yeah, today's episode is e-shopping because we talked about the e-shop a bunch. I didn't know that. Yeah, you do, because you're sitting here in silence <laughs> for an hour. You didn't just walk in the room and we paused it so you could come in and sit down. No, no of course not. Anyway. <laughs> I wanted to play Bastion for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and then it took like an hour to get you in here because you're too busy playing your games that weren't even Nintendo. God. Anyway. If I wasn't here, I wouldn't know that the intro goes, Hi, I'm Jason, and I'm Jose. And I'm Jose. <laughs> you wouldn't know if you listened to any of the other scientists. <laughs> I've changed it from Jose to Jose. Yeah, he... he he lowered the octave. Anyway, <laughs> we really should wrap this up. This is going way too long now. So um, it's not even an E three. Nope, nope, nope. But we're, you're you're not helping. You're still talking. I'm still talking. Okay. Thanks for listening to episode eighteen of the Ramtown Podcast. As always, uh, we'd love to hear it. What? No, puppies are adorable. Puppies are adorable. <laughs> Elvis is right, and we would love to. <laughs> we would love to hear what you think about today's episode. Um, feel free to send us a tweet. I'm JSR seven on Twitter, and Jose is Wero. On not Twitter. spending it this time. You, don't have, you haven't the last few times. There's no need. Yeah, we did. W-E-I-R-O underscore O. Oh my ha, God. I showed you. keep those comments coming like those crafty guys. Yeah, keep those comments coming. There's actually a couple people on the site. Thank you for those who have been commenting. Uh, you know who you are. And I would hope. If you don't, then you're sleep commenting and there's a problem there. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks. We're back on our regular schedule. So stay tuned for the latest on Nintendo news, games, our impressions, rumors. Whatever it is, we'll be covering it, and we will see you then. All right. Okay.